You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm one qualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back on a Monday, the whatever of August, 9th of August. I was going to say 12th. I was going to say 14th. <laughs> I had 14th in my mind. I had 12th. 12th felt right to me. I think 14th is uh, Simmy P's birthday. Shout out to Simmy P. Shout out to Simmy uh, P. But it is not the 14th, so it's not It's the 9th. It's the 9th. Um, could have fooled me. Could have fooled me. Manly playing the 14th. There you go. Maybe that's it as well. Back for another week after... You know, look, we're doing two a week now, so it feels like it's nice. We don't we don't have to have as long between drinks. We don't have to have... It's like, oh, it's been six days since the biggest fucking news story that we didn't get to talk about because it happened after the podcast started. So we're back. We're ready to rip. Punters and dribblers hats sold out, never to return, at least not that design. That is the end of it. Thank you to everyone who got one. Fucking love you. And thank you to everyone who's been patient because we pre-sailed it, which, as we've said every time we've been on here since the pre-sale started, pre-sale will never happen again. Uh, especially not in COVID Especially not in the COVID time Delivery times sort of stretch out now now. Blow out the arse The bounce out trackies are still in production But they are not far away, promise you They are not far away But again, pre-sale Had to find out the average size Still not ideal Pre-sale, never to happen again Now we know how big you are We get an idea of how big you are And we also just know that If you go like, well Do you just have a guess And get them here on time or do you pre-sale and it takes a while? And I'm saying there's probably more value in just having a crack. Well, now we know how big you are. So, but the audience is ever growing. So I think we just have like a, we should no, just almost we've, we've, average the, number, the, the. But the numbers work, Tom. Yeah, the numbers will work. They will work. You can have you heard of statistics? That. Yeah, I have. I'm not a big stats man. I'm a vibe man. You know that. Yeah, Everyone you're vibe. That. You're vibe. I'm vibe. But I. You're more of the. You're more of the statistical realm. Well, look when vibe, it suits. Well, v- vibes all well and good. Yeah. But I think when it comes to the merch game, you want to have a little bit of math there. Fucking nice. Couldn't agree just a more. pinch. Yeah, yeah. Well, imagine if it was just me. Like that's. A, I think that's where we complement each other well. Is yes. that I am definitely more vibe, and you're definitely more stats when it comes to things like this. I think when it comes to just life, we're probably a bit more vibe. But you bring the vibe. You bring the stats and the sort of like you know x's and o's or the the excel spreadsheet to my mm. life and mm. i am just pure vibe and chaos and lack of organization you're getting there though man i'm getting there i'm getting there proud th- of you my uh my my mind feels like do you remember when you used to in like um when you're in like primary school these were actually fucking sick when you used to like little scientist experiments and shit and you would get two water bottles and you'd tape them upside down end to end and mm. fill them with colorful water and put shit in them. Then they became tornadoes. Mm. That's what my mind feels like when I'm trying to like keep all my shit together. Like what's As going you were on. telling that story, I just thought back to a science experiment we did when I was in like year six or something. Yeah. Where like you'd fill a bucket with water and you swing the bucket over your head and the water stays in there. Yeah, right. Through the power of gravity. Yeah, right. And I remember thinking that is <laughs> fucking wild. <laughs> We used to Doesn't do- seem that impressive anymore, but no, at the time, but at the time when your you mind can water, be blown yeah, when you're a kid. It's just dude. hanging on the top of the yeah. bucket. You're like, fuck me. <laughs> we used to do I think shit it might like- be centricular force. Is that right? Maybe I'll look that Google up. Google that up. But we used Support to do me. shit like in my friend's pool with like a bucket and you'd put the bucket upside down and someone would put their head in it and you'd go underwater and you'd have this like yep. air pocket. Yeah, that was a vibe That too. used to blow my mind as well. We're like, holy shit, dude, I'm underwater and I'm breathing. How long do you reckon if you were to use the bucket trick, would you 
use right out up of oxygen, all the oxygen pretty quick. In, I think how quick now that I think about that, I would fuck around. I used to do stuff like that for probably too long. Where it's like <laughs> you'd pass out, then have to float up to the fucking surface, wouldn't you? How long do you reckon? Ten no, minutes. I don't even minutes? reckon ten. I don't reckon you got ten minutes worth of oxygen in a bucket. You don't reckon? I mean, I don't know though. I'd ask a scuba diver instructor. Well, yeah, think about like if you were breathing in from a plastic bag and the bag was full of air, you could breathe in the whole plastic bag in one breath and how much air like that plastic bag would take up. Then you can also huff a balloon. No, I don't huff a balloon. Uh, That's got nothing. I don't know what I'm talking about there, (laughs) but you can breathe oxygen in and out of a balloon. No, I, 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 I get huff. I get huff because you huff and you puff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You blow the house down. Yeah. Like you, everyone knows what puff means. Shouts puff would be inhaling. Mm. Huffing, I believe. Well, puffing is not inhaling. Puffing, exhaling. Puffing, puffing is blowing up the balloon. Yeah. Huffing so, is... Is the process of inhaling, exhaling? Well, huffing is the inhale, preparing for the puff. Right. The I huff think prepares the puff. I feel like huffing is to do both. But you're huffing and puffing. Huffing? <gasps> puffing. <sighs> it's, it's almost like onomatopoeia. You huff point. because you're like... <gasps> and then you puff because you're like... <sighs> You know what? You've changed my mind. I'm with you. I'm sold. Yep. Anyway, so my mind feels like it's in a, it's a mixed up jambalaya. Um, but shout out to junior science experiments. I do think that one is called centric. What was it called? Centrifugal force. There we Centrifugal go. Centrifugal force. Also, shout out to the Bunsen burner. Bunsen burner blew my mind in early uh, high school. I think it was when Maybe I first got to got year seven and you were yeah. allowed to use the Bunsen burner. Yeah, and and you're, you're like, like holy oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm a big boy now. Get the Bunsen's out, oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, I'm a high schooler now. I get to turn Burn the Bunsen's shit. on. Oh, I got a beaker and I've got a, a basically a beaker full of sugar water and I'm going to burn it until fucking all the mm. water evaporates and there's just shit on the bottom of the thing. I don't know what I learned from that. I wonder if um, beakers are made by one person, like beakers and Big Bunsen beaker. Like is big, who owns Big Can Beaker? Can you check that, Dave? Uh, there's someone that owns Big Beaker because they'd be making a killing. They'd be mate if they've got those those lucrative high school contracts. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks bro. for coming. Beakers for days and days. days. And you see, mate, Beakers were smashing. It's not like those. No, no, no that's my point. Yeah. Beakers broke all the time. Beakers regularly had to be replaced. Yeah, and that doesn't seem like there's a monopoly over the beaker industry. What about the Bunsen burner? The Bunsen burner, maybe. The Bunsen burner Big Bunsen. was. I mean, fucking. Little bit of a little gas electric, like you know, gas pipe hookup in the class. It was actually a bit hairy to be think because you had the gas, you had to turn the gas on and it come through the hose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's a bit of a hairy exercise, and you think about giving it and putting it in the hands of a thirteen-year-old. Mm. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, that not the point. Thank you again to everyone who's got a punters and dribblers hat. We did spend a long time last week. Getting them uh, fucking packaged up while we watched Manly 08 Grand Final. We did. And did I spend fucking my Sunday packing for the punter and the dribbler? Or from the latest, like the last. The last final. The last final burst of sales. And yeah, fucking oath I did. On my own Sunday, punters and dribblers. Doing it for you. Because you know what? It's And I think, I can't remember who said it. If you want an uncommon life, Eddie, which is what we now have, you got to do uncommon things. So yeah. working on a Sunday. Like packing hats on a Sunday. Packing hats on a Sunday. Watching the footy. Yeah. Even watch the AFL to make sure my bet got up. Didn't mind it. Didn't mind it. Shout out to the Bombers. Yeah. Uh, but how are you, Tom? How was your weekend, mate? Uh, my weekend was good, thank you. Um, I'm obviously still the fittest guy in Australia now, which is, which is you know, like not a, not a title I take. I don't want to take that title for granted. Where's the weight at? I've dropped two kegs. Eight to go. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I imagine that there's going to be a real plateau point at around fucking 
any one of these points. Like, you know. That's all right. Two getting, kegs to getting start, two, Getting two out of the first seven days. Knocking two nice. out in the first seven days is fine. I haven't had a dip of alcohol. I've wanted to, but I haven't. Not that bad, though, to be honest. You look like you wanted one on Friday. I did want one. When we are on the Zoom? No, on... Oh, yeah. Fuck, I wanted one Friday. That's right. Yeah, we did a, pos- a potty with uh, the scope. Um, and Friend of the show, Justin Friend of the Hyde. show. Justin Horro, Manly Legend, and the YKTR crew. Thank you for having us. But thank you for our clothes. We're obviously rocking. We're merch whores. Yeah, we are. I've been wearing it all weekend. Yeah, I'm a merch whore. I'm happy to admit it. If you, give me, if you give me 12 jumpers, I'm going to wear them. I'm going to have to wear them. I'm I've got 12 them. of them. Yep. And look, is it the back end of winter and I'm going to be just wearing them in summer now? Possibly. Mate, there are cool days even deep into September. Yep. That's right. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. If you mistake. don't think there's cool days in September, then you haven't lived through enough Septembers. No, you're young. You're, you're, you're young. You're young. That's you're cool. Six. You're, you're five or you're six. You're five or six years old, and you're a bit too opinionated, really, for someone of that age. You're very lippy. Now, did I want a beer when we got in there and you guys were sitting there cracking beers while we did the podcast? Yeah, it was that. That was actually that was the time where you almost buckled. You almost I didn't almost one. buckle. You tried to buckle me. I didn't try and buckle you. You both tried to buckle no, he me. Tried. I you tried. both tried to buckle I didn't me. Try. And I went, listen, you're not buckling this Bronco. I didn't. No. Nah, I was wrong. razor sharp, laser focused. You were dribbling. Josh, who's training me, sent us a screenshot of the Thursday podcast we did. And he just, it, like, so he just took a screenshot and he just said, good boy. And it was just, he just circled your beer and then an arrow to no beer sitting next to me on the thing. I was like, oh, I told you, bro. I told you. I ain't fucking breaking. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I exercised, Eddie. I'm not going to get into that because that, if I start just documenting my exercising regime, every podcast, I'm sure people get sick of it. Did I run 7Ks yesterday? Yeah, sure, I might have. Did the chafe? Start to fuck me up, which I thought I had the undies to stop chafe. I thought I had chafe-proof undies. Have you got talcum powder? No. Is that going to help me? I don't see why it would hurt. I, re- I feel like I'm going to have to maybe just lube up the thighs with like Vaso. Like lube them, something shocking. Because I woke up this morning being like, ooh, like if I wanted to exercise today, I'm like, these things are red raw. There's got to be there's got to be something that works. Vaseline is undefeated, generally speaking. In the chafe game, well, in in life, in life, you know what I mean. Vaso makes everything easier. Vaso does. I was shocked when I realized Vaso has healing powers. Yeah, it actually does. It also has petrol in it, which I thought was a little under petroleum. Do you, Dave? That's on you. Um, don't want to get sued by big Vaso, <laughs> but I thought Vaseline was like. Petroleum, like it's got some like sort of scat shit in it, mate. Mo- heaps of shit has scat shit in it. I know, and for lubed thighs, I got no issue. But I'm not putting it anywhere else. I'm not putting it in my body. Put it that way. No, you're not going to eat it. But <laughs> look, if you want to go on a run, you want to rub some petrol on your gooch, then that's if that's what it calls for. That's what it look, calls it's for. It's not about the gooch. It's just about the inner thigh, the thunder anyway, thighs, the thunder thighs. Exactly. Mm. It has uh, petroleum jelly in it. There you go. But. Well, there's probably a lot of things that do. I just read that and it wigged me out. Petroleum. How closely related are, is petrol and petroleum jelly? Um, I'm finding the petroleum that and petroleum jelly. You would. I think the name gives it away, but you never know. No, you're right. Anyway, Ed. Anyway, brother. Yep. Anyway, mate. Yep. So two kegs down, but I uh, I'm making some additions to. You're right there. Yep. 
to the household. So we've obviously got a new king size bed. Mm. I cannot overstate it's the best purchase I've ever made in my life. Best purchase I've ever made in my life. Uh, but now we've got a new couch as well. I saw that on the Zoom we did on the weekend. Very yeah. nice. I believe the Dumbrells have a similar, if not the same, couch. So I know what you're working it's with. A, I, look, I, Steph was, it's a Steph purchase. I don't know my couches. I just know the current couch we had was like when you had to constantly like fluff the fucking pillows. And it just, and like if they weren't fluffed and you sat on it, it's bad back city. So it's, it's some couch that she was into. And so now, but now because it's fucking COVID as well, because the couch that we have is mum's. Uh, the couch that was like the fluff fucking couch was at, is my mum's, and she's like, "Well, I don't fucking, I can't take this thing back till till like lockdowns over." So now our fucking living room is just couch, just covered in couch. When have you, when's your council clean up? No, because she wants it. We just had a council clean up. We threw away our old bed and a bunch of other shit. She had a council clean ups. Yeah, they're fucking great. Where would we be without them, dude? Council clean up is such a great fucking idea. It's the best idea ever because. How many people own fucking utes? Like, That's it. Where and it's how like many people to, yeah. can go to the tip and shit? No, you know? no, no. But they're like, brah, you put it out on the road, we'll pick it up for free. Mm-hmm. And half the time, most of it's gone anyway. That's like, why we pay our taxes, The council bruh. don't even really pick up most. They pick up all the junk. Yeah. But the rest of it goes. Well, people you know, drive around their vans and their utes and they fucking, yeah. they load up, baby. We, um, so the council cleanup, I think, was last Monday. Council cleanup. Um, and I uh, put our bed up out, like, out on the road, out the front of our um, our place, our apartment. And um, when I did, there was nothing else there. Like, it was just grass, no one else there. Put our bed up there with just, like, a couple of things on top of the bed. I literally went away, came back, like, 20 minutes later, and it was just, like, fucking packed. Like, it was almost like I... You set the tone. I set the tone. I was like, oh, these guys put a whole fucking bed up here. We can rip. Did the metro, Did the mattress go? Yeah. Every, oh, no, no, no. It was all thrown. I, it pissed with rain one night. We put it out like a Saturday or a Sunday. If, you, if, you're in, if you're in the fucking taking mattresses off the street game, I think you need to have a really long, hard look at yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't know where that fucking thing's been. No, and no. I don't think I need to sit here and remind you that you spend a significant amount of time on a mattress. Yes. So dragging one off the street is that's been subjected to fucking all manner of thing, and you know, it's probably been raining. It's probably been you don't get a mattress off the street. Listen, like mattresses aren't cheap, like or beds even in general. But it's like the way that I rationalized it in my mind was like, this is. Like you know the the shit you spend money on, where that like you're only getting, you know, momentary use or a night's out of, use or a night's use out of. It's just like this is something you use every single night, every single day, and it's like it's it's paramount in your ability to attack the day. You need a good sleep. It's like spend a bit of money, whatever you can afford, obviously, but on a fucking bed. Don't get one off the street. Don't get one off the street. Don't be me in Bathurst and have a king size mattress on the floor of your no. You room didn't. That... You had a cot bed. He yeah, had but a then I got it designed for a cot. I for start... a baby. That's what I he started on. off with a cot. Steph, his fucking girlfriend, who now his wife, came up to stay with him, and she slept on the cot bed, and he slept on the floor. Now that's I think not... she broke up with him a week later. <laughs> 
No. Yes. No. Listen. You had it in the fucking living room. I you had a cot bed mattress for a period of time. <laughs> period. Years. No, it fucking wasn't. It, was. it wasn't. That's it was a at lie. least a year. That's a fucking lie and it you know it. It was at least a year and it was it in the lounge room. It's bullshit. And sit up all night Mate. fucking roasting up <laughs> in the lounge room on your cot bed. You did, you fucking liar. Surrounded by beanbags and shit. <laughs> I had the yeah. cot bed for a uh, look. In fairness and truth, how I had long the, do you reckon you had? I reckon for? I had it for a couple of months. Are a couple, reckon, two months. You reckon? I reckon. Bullshit. I reckon no, because then I got that. I'm not saying it's. I'm like. I still think two months on a cot bed is pretty disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cot bed mattress on the floor. It wasn't even as wide as my torso. Where did you get it from? It was like something that's. I don't actually know. I think it was almost like. Um, that's disturbing. It it was just a mattress that was in the house. You know when like we all moved did in, you, people were just bringing all this shit. Did you get that off the in. street? No, no, no. I didn't. Someone bought it. Like it was obviously. It, I bought a cot. As in, no, because there was no cot. It was for a cot. Yeah, but bro. I'm saying we never had a cot, right? It wasn't like, oh, so here's, let me take the mattress out of a cot. <laughs> it was longer than the length of a cot. That's why I feel like it was like a, you know, like outdoor. It was this big. It was the size of this table in between us. Yeah, maybe slightly bigger, but it was about that. And thinner, probably. Where did you get it from? I don't know, dude. It was in the house and I didn't have a bed. Were your and legs just hanging off the yeah, whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, we had carpeted floors at least, so it was yeah, like yeah. the leg, it was just that, and then the legs just ran off, and I just wrapped my feet in a doona. It was cold. It was cold in Bathurst, and laying on the floor. <laughs> fucking cold, Jesus man. Christ. But then I did I'm get... now concerned about where you got it from. Dude, I don't know. Like, I didn't go and hunt that down. I was hunting the mattress, which I eventually got, um, which was just from, like, one of the other houses. You know what I mean? One of the, mm. I think it was one of the girls' houses. Mm. Um Shout out to friend of the show, M. Wiseman. I feel like she, I feel like it was hers, or at least it was, she was like facilitated it to me or something. But anyway, I slept on that. A mattress merchant. Yes, exactly. I was on that thing. That was just on the floor. I never got off the floor, though. It was a cot no, bed on the floor, the floor, then it was mattress on the floor. A lot of people would employ the milk carton. Milk crate, yeah, yeah. Milk crate technique. <laughs> Not for you, though. I could have, but I was like, fuck it, who cares? I don't mind being on the floor. A bit yeah. bohemian. Yeah. <laughs> a bit. <laughs> yeah. It was a just, but anyway, though, but that's like, that was Did the last a, time. Do you I, have any sheets on the mattress? Yeah, no, no. You need sheets on that thing. No, you didn't bear back that fucking thing, especially not in Bathurst. Like Streety, that, Streety used to bear back his. Streety would bear back the fucking mattress on the reg because he just would be like, oh, fuck it. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't washed bear my sheets. Bearbacking a mattress is a huge day. Yeah, it's a huge day. Especially a second-hand mattress. If it's brand new. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you know where it's come if from. If it's brand new. If it's, straight off, if it's straight from the fucking factory, sure. Yeah, but, but if it's, but if it's uh, you know, this mattress was like the, the one that I got was not to be barebacked because it was like <laughs> I got it second-hand. Who the fuck knows where she got it from? It's a uni town. Oh, that mate. That thing could have been like an it could, antique. It could have been there for 20 years. Yeah, that thing might be heritage listed. It may well be. It might be it's part of the fucking the makeup of the town. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know what became of it either. Did we just well, throw that at the well, tip or did I, I think, give that I think, to some fucking unlucky? No, I think it would have gone in the in the great cleanse. Yeah, we tipped Basically, it. we, we took all of our items, all of our possessions and threw them away. <laughs> took was, them all to the yeah, tip. An entire <laughs> house worth of furniture it was easier for us to take to the tip. Than to try and relocate it back to Sydney where we didn't have places to live. To sell or to keep. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh, it all went. Tipped it all. Um... But anyway, that so we're just saying, don't get a mattress off the side of the road, punters and dribblers. That is, that's a that's a big mistake if you do that. 
Don't do that. Um, your weekend, Eddie, anything else? Is there anything else that we've left out? Not for me personally. Did you get up to anything? How's the lockdown with the family going? In a house full of people? Yeah. You're stepping on each other's toes? Nah. Straight. Any blow-ups? Nah. Any botchy? you fucking taking names? Not play. We haven't played. Look, there has been a distinct lack of games this this lockdown. I think I fucking you know beat the shit out of them, and now no one wants to burst the. No chair. one wants to. No one wants to take. That's you the on. way I see it. Anyway. Yeah, right. Like, why doesn't anyone want to you know lose again? Punters and dribblers. We are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, Tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app, you'd see some... I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people, and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game, though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Yep. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. You'd, yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you're following on my prof, is what I'm saying, is daddy... They are calling me daddy value, and I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the, you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's, no, but he's got it on and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting So fucking, you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Were no, you? we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But for. I did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't, weren't on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm going to I'll show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do You didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told me. Tobler told me I, I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't even listen. You're right. So that's the problem. That's the problem. We've, we've now uncovered that. You didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes. Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Nads. Fuck you, Tobler. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Partners and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the pun and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season, we know that. 
It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Hellosport.shop. Man. Now, Eddie, look, I think at this point in the podcast, especially if you're watching it on YouTube, in fact, only if you're watching it on YouTube, but you might be wondering why we're sitting here uh, draped in Melbourne Storm regalia. Uh, we've got a couple of jerseys here hanging up behind us. We've got four scarves. We've we have a Cameron Smith Again, book. for the benefit of those watching YouTube, we have NRL facial tissues, which probably the most dribbly fucking purchase I would have thought Maybe all time. Never been opened? Of course they haven't been opened. That's actually the most dribbly part about it, is that they haven't, like, this, they've been kept, held onto, like, oh, this is a memento. They've got, like, authentication stickers and shit on here. This is... Because this someone's going to try and make knockoff storm tissues? Well, I mean, you never know, Tom. And the, the sticker, that keeps... Oh, it yeah, that's, that's as good as a wax seal. Yes. Well, it's the NRL's version of a wax seal. It basically looks like a sticker you would see on an apple... <laughs> uh, on the facial tissue. Oh, we've also got the light here that doesn't work. Look, I mean, two guesses for fucking working out who put this together. Yeah. Uh, it's Dior Dave, who's been very quiet over there. He has been reading um, in a storm jersey as well. But as we've always said, punters and dribblers, sometimes you've got to take your licks. Yeah. It's important to take your licks. I'm happy to take my licks now in round fucking care A yeah. than at the pointy end of the season. Uh, it's first weekend in October when we dance. get the job done. Yeah. So I'll take my licks now so I can do the licking then. I will say there was no bet in place about... You know, if Melbourne beat Manly, Manly beat Melbourne, that this was going to happen. Dave's just got in here before us and trolled us. This is a straight-up trial. It's a straight-up trial. This wasn't a bet. And, again, it's 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 pretty well done. No, me. no, it I'm is impressed. well done. Well, I walked know, in. You, you know, know I wasn't about to remove uh, it. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. I, I, that is a good point as that well. That is a good point. That is a good point. Uh, no need to ask for forgiveness in this, in this case, although I am furious about it. Um, but I guess it probably is a good segue into... The weekend, Eddie. It's a Saturday night. So Saturday night, 7.30. Manly v. Melbourne. Melbourne v. Manly. The two best teams in the competition doing battle um, for supremacy. Yes, that's right. Now, a lot of people probably think that you and I are going to come on here and just fucking spout anti-referee rhetoric. I don't know about you. Not me. I come out of that game going, we'll win the comp. Look, I mean, yeah, you could sit there and say, Jesus, you didn't get the rub of the green when it came to the refs. Mm. And I would say, you know what? This world, the rugby league world, has a funny way of evening itself out. Now, if we didn't get the calls then, we'll get them eventually. Yeah. I'm hoping we get them next time. We like, play. you could, like, of course, 
Some, if you were salty, you could say that a 7-0 penalty count might have at halftime is probably a bit fucking a bit rough. You could say it, but that's not what we're here to talk about. You could say that Melbourne Storm, as a club, have got the fucking rubber the green in every game they've played since they came into the comp in 1999. You could mm. say that. You could say that, but it's not going to help But the it situation. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because as Manly has proved time and time again, we'll get it done regardless. <clears throat> 2008. Yeah, yeah. So, where to from here? I watched that game and I thought to myself... I think that's the best Melbourne can play. There, I said it. Yep. I don't think we were were, were we out of third gear, Tom. We were fuck. We played poorly, right? So obviously, refereeing aside, we did not play well. We had fucking drop balls. We had fucking the first twenty minutes. There was was two fucking seven tackle sets we gave away. Yeah, and like four drop nuts. Ill discipline, poor ball control. We didn't. We weren't doing it. We defended out. Dick holes off the first Which half. is what boys my body and my soul. Yes. But we, we played like shit. And then every time we got into attacking areas with them, we scored. Essentially. Yep. It was Go like, out the back. Tommy is the fucking link man. And he'd fucking, he'd, he'd beat one and then he'd, he'd give it. It showed how to beat Melbourne. Like and, and people were like, oh, but Tommy was quiet. It's like, he wasn't quiet. He wasn't, he wasn't that quiet. He got like over a hundred fucking super coach points. So how, points, so how quiet could he be? Like, he, he had he, – yeah, he didn't get fucking 700 line breaks, but we weren't playing the dogs. That's what I mean. Like, that's the problem with Tommy being so generational. It's like dumbass dribblers expect that unless he breaks records every single game, he hasn't had a good game. It's like he set up two tries, he ran for however many metres, and he is so crucial in Manly's defence that we only let in eight points in the first half, I believe. Yeah, it was eight nil at half time, wasn't it? Eight all. Eight all at half time. He only let in eight points. Like he, it, that Manly only let in eight points uh, in the first half against a team that every other team. This is a team who absolutely belted the Panthers. They belted the fucking Rabbitohs. The Storm put forty on everyone. I'm they, pretty sure. Before the Manly game, three out of our last four games, we've held the opposition scoreless in the first half. And that included like 40 nil up at halftime against, I think, the Tigers, 30 nil up against someone else. Roosters. We were like, yeah, we were outscoring them like 120 to 6 yeah. after the Cowboys game. So, like, we lost. We lost that game. Like, it's not one where you go, like, we were robbed. There were elements of the game that we, we were on a Zoom call with our pro manly rhetoric uh, WhatsApp group, and we were fuming about some things that, you know, better just to keep them in house in the group. Um, we'll keep them in house. We'll keep them in house. <laughs> but by and large, the game was lost. For, multi, for a multitude of We didn't of win the game. We didn't win the game. It's not like the bad refereeing lost us the game. Didn't help, didn't lose the game. We but, weren't, we, because we weren't at our best. But we came away from that going, oh, we can take it to these fucking losers. They aren't big, bad, and scary. No, they're not. And look, Tom, if we bring our boot polish in October when you need to bring your boot polish, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure fucking Melbourne are a bit worried. We're like, surely you look at that side, Mel, uh, you go, You guys play, you guys and you say to yourself, that's a handy fucking rugby league side. Who could do us? Yeah, look, Manly played well. I'll give him that. We were under. We didn't play well. That's the point. <laughs> you, we you didn't played, play well. Played and better we than was... most other teams play against exactly. us. Exactly. Exactly. Still, we were under strength. We got some more building to do. You scored most of your try, or like all of your tries on the wing of Dean Arameo, who isn't our first choice winger. You guys and scored then, like most of your tries though from like horseshit calls. So I mean, well, where do you want to... From like Tommy Turbo dropping a bomb on his Well, there's line. that one. That Garrett, one happened again. That Ruben one Garrett, and, and, that and one Ruben happened again. Garrick like not being mistakes. able to clean up You're a rubber No, no, no. Melbourne's and, uh, two tries so were bullshit. Like, Jerome Hughes stepping around Josh Schuster, who for once being blind didn't come in handy because he couldn't tackle <laughs> Jerome Hughes. <laughs> 
So maybe you need that's to look at that. well, sure. I Pappenhauser doesn't seem to be himself still. He's still coming back. Like mm. he's still he has like he's got it though. You can see it. Like he's got these like his turn of speed is so fucking. He's so quick. He's unbelievable. But he's still sort of finding it. He's still clicking there. I hope that he doesn't it's find it by finals. It's time. interesting because they took Nico Hines off for him, right? Yeah, about forty-five minutes in. It's an interesting substitution that one. I find. Well, they're trying to obviously work Pappenhausen back into the game as opposed to like you would. It'd be crazy if Nico Hines doesn't fucking have a spot in the Melbourne team. Bro, I was thinking this because last year in the grand final, he sat on the bench for eighty minutes, and I was thinking like, what if he does that again this yeah. year? How funny would that be? Well, but like, or all, all doesn't make the team. Yeah. But again, I guess you could leave him on the bench and he's just a great cover mm. uh, in the halves and like at fullback and yeah. shit. But like, it's, it seems like they're just trying could, to play Pappenhausen back I in think a form. you could, because even if you carry Harry Grant as 14, Cheese can play back row. Yeah. That rotation of those two. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, it's good, not like a hooker for a hooker. Harry Grant's so fucking good and the Cheese, like, they're both so good. But that, like, just the. The like sort of you just there's nothing you there's no let up with the roll on from those two just mm. going from dummy half and running mm. the ball and they just mm. it was and like Harry coming onto the field half an hour in when people are tired as well and, and just, just like ripping so fresh, just yeah. ripping you're like fuck I tell you what hell. I, I, there is one thing I got out of the game which I'll be honest I'll be up front always have to be Olam's a rugby league handful Olam is one of the great rugby league handfuls of all time he is he runs so hard he's just. So fucking strong. He's so strong and thick yeah. as well. I oh, he scared he he scares me almost more than anyone when he's got the fucking nut out of your side. Yeah. But that's enough fucking fellatioing. That's not a that's not a word. Fellating. Fellating of Melbourne. This is where we'll end it, punters and dribblers, with the cold hard facts, with the truth. Manly can win the fucking comp. Yeah. And now we all know it. Yeah. We came out of that game not too battered, not too bruised, knowing in our heart of hearts that we didn't play very well and that coughing up the fucking nut time after time and fucking giving away seven tackle sets and dropping the ball and making fucking shit calls is not the way you're going to beat Melbourne. No. Ever. you got to be – they're, they're going to make you pay if you fuck around. They're going to make you pay. You can't play that brand of footy. you got to play – Smart, honest, eyes Like up. when we scored a try after half time, we scored the first try, I think, after half time to take us to the lead. And then off the kickoff, yeah. we knocked it on. It's like, fuck, dude. It's and then you score. And so it just negates what we do, takes the pressure off you immediately. And it's just like, that's, we had a real opportunity there to fucking just consolidate, just get through your set and fucking get out of there. It was the first tackle and we knocked With it on. Fa- yeah. But in fairness, it also wasn't a knock-on, but that's what happened. <laughs> it wasn't a knock-on. It wasn't a knock-on. It couldn't have gone more back. And this is actually, starts me on a greater talking, like a broader issue here is that, and I mean, I don't think that this is certainly not uh, specific just to that game, but the knock-on calls from referees, like it doesn't actually have to go forward. It just dropped the ball. Mate, they just me, call it a knock-on. Ben Porter and I, friend of the show, have been talking about this for years. It's ridiculous. We message each other all the time, all the time about it, being like, do you see that one? Do you see that one? Do you see that one? The amount of fucking drop ball in the NRL that has gone so clearly backwards towards your own try line that's called as a knock-on is fucking biblical. To the point where I want the NRL to come out and tell us what is the fucking 
What what do you tell the refs? Is it if you drop the ball, yeah. it's a knock-on? Like, is that how you see it? Like, the ones where unless you're going... It, unless he goes... Like, there was one on the weekend. It went six foot back. That's the one I'm talking about, where it was off the kickoff after we fucking... After we scored a try, his back is facing... I think it was Josh Alloyer, and his back is facing the try line, and the ball just rockets out the back of him. And you're like, you you can't be serious. But did he did he lose... I didn't really see properly that one, but it almost looked like he might have lost it into the tackler. I don't think he did. I don't but think he did. The, I could be one-eyed and biased. I know I am, but I don't think that one was. I was... I don't remember, though. There's a couple of those as well where I would be... I'd be captains challenging them. Being like... If you, if, cause that'll fucking, that'll shine a real light on it. The problem is with the captain's challenge though, is it's like, you don't, it's such a, it's such a, like, you don't want to lose a captain's challenge on something. No, but what I'm, what I'm saying is if the fucking ball has gone backwards and you know it has, and you captain challenge it and they rule it's still a knock on. Then you've got Then basically what we're saying is if you drop the ball, it's like, it's like in fucking, when you used to play touch in the back, in the, in the schoolyard, if you yeah. dropped the ball, it was a handover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically That's what That's basically what it is. The ones where it's like, say a pass is a bit errant and it like is bouncing along the ground to the player and that you're sort of bending down to pick it up and it goes through their fingers and like through their legs. And it's like the, those sort of ones where they'll call it a knock-on or like catching a ball up high and it goes through your hands. It's like, bro, they're not knock-ons. Like, what are we fucking talking about? Anyway. I like noticed that so much when I watch some of the Australia, well, the Wallabies tests. Because in rugby union, like, especially at the ruck, they'll place the ball back, they'll fumble it, the scrum half, like, rolls it back a few times, touches it, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's actually a different definition of knock-on in union than there is to league. Oh, yeah. right, it's complete. Back of the ruck, the back of the ruck, there's knock-ons all the time. Yeah, yeah, literally. And they're just like, well, he didn't actually drop it forward. He was just getting his hands to the ball, so it's fine. I prefer that as well because the, the back of the ruck can be a bit of chaos. Yeah. If they're calling it every knock-on for, like, just fumbling the ball yeah. a bit at the back what, of the ruck. I also would like to know, again, not about the refs, but what the fuck is Josh Schuster supposed to do when uh, the cheese is literally running at the line as an option and Josh Schuster hits him? There's literally, like, if he doesn't make the tackle on him then the cheese runs through. He hits him, and then they get a penalty, and you guys go even more, like two more points in front. I'm like, I'm just, you feel vindicated when you hear the commentators go like, what the fuck's going on? Does it make you feel any better? No, because you still fucking, it goes against you. But like, just some of the calls are ridiculous. Not why we lost. Not why we lost. Not why we lost. Not why we lost. But, but we will win the comp. Look, Manly will win the comp. That's where we arrived to. I feel very good about it. I yeah, come buddy. out of the weekend. I look. I woke up this morning. I woke up on Sunday morning, feeling fine. Like, yeah. Was I a little bit hungover? Sure, but I felt great. It wasn't like a, when we lost to the Raiders a couple of weeks ago and the weekend's ruined. I'm like, I took more. I took a oh, lot. When out we of lost that. to Newcastle and the weekend was ruined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I took a lot out of that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, D or Dave trolling us on social media after the game. I yeah. mean, listen, like you bring him on board, you you know, we employ this man. He put, put bongs on the table for him, for him and his family and, you know, he just starts trolling us on, on social media. I don't know. How, how do you feel about that? Well, he's a lippy little prick, isn't he? Mm. That's where I'd start. Yeah. Uh, look, I would, ju- I would warn him of the age-old saying, Tom, don't bite the hand that feeds you, the bongs. <laughs> Um, that's where I'd start. Yeah. Obviously, it's up to him to interpret that information however he pleases. Yep. But the bongs, they will run dry <laughs> if he keeps it up. I would say that. Christian Welsh, 
You're you're like yeah. a little Melbourne influencer now, dude. Welchie's on your yeah. uh, on your IG. He's uh he's a little bit more gracious towards Manly than I think I am. Yeah, he is he's gracious. very respectful bloke, Welchie, and you know. He always a general. He's a to, Maybe just trying to butter up Manly so that they're even easier in the grand final. I want to ask him um, whether he intentionally plays for crusher tackles because it seems like he does, and that's with the greatest respect. I love you, Christian Welsh. But no, I was watching. Welsh, that- no, he intentionally plays for offloads, which means he turns his back all. No, he, no, plays, he for plays for crusher tackles. I, I watched Melbourne on the weekend, and I've got to say, I've got to hand it to you. You're a, the, the, the side's ability to slow down the ruck is fucking mm. unbelievable. And you're just like a little hand here laying yeah. for a second there. I'm like, they have got it so fucking dialed in and the refs are such big pussies that they never call it that yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Well, dude, 6-1, I think, was the uh, set restarts. 6-1, I think. And, they all, and Melbourne players always get tangled. It's like, yeah. oh, fuck, how'd my arm get up here? Yeah, and, oh, yeah. I can't you think get it's up. Like I can't a fucking, get up. I yeah. can't oh, get dude, up. Oh, dude, sorry. I'm a fucking pretzel. No, you're not. You're not, uh, bro, you're not a pretzel. You're not a pretzel. Stop, you're a dog. Like, uh, under your hands. Under your Just hands. Just let go of your hands. Let go of your hands. Stop. And then the ref going, I'm not going to give a six again. He's tangled. Look how tangled he is. Well, he's tangled because he's got his fucking arms clasped together. Yeah, around a guy's neck who's actually passing out. I'm a pretzel. Fucking I'm a pretzel ref. No, you're not. Get the fuck out. Nah. Rear naked choke. I will say that. Very impressive. Yeah, no, very, very impressive. Very impressive. It's also very impressive how, well, it's not as impressive. I liked in Dez's press conference because Dez, obviously, Dez knows. Not, it's, not, it's not about the refs. We, we also played poorly um, and still scored tries against the team that everyone thinks is going to win the comp. Um, but Dez, when he's in the press conference, just goes, no, look, we've got to be better. Like, we... We can't, we can't let us, we can't get ourselves into a seven nil penalty count. And it was seven nil. I know there was some given away at the end of the game, but it was just to even it up. It was seven nil. Was how he sort of said it. Like basically, he's going like, Mate, the even we up can't at, do that. The even up at the end makes me fucking sick to my stomach. Oh, let's give him six in the last minute but of the game. That was the most blatant even up I've ever seen. Again, not oil lost, but the most blatant even up. I've ever seen where it was like fucking seconds ago. Oh, we're going to send off Mate, Kenny been, Bromwich. Fuck you. Leave him on the field. Like into the year. Oi, uh, Adam G. Uh, it's There's a 7 0 penalty count, mate. We're going to need that to even that up for the mm. statistics. Yeah, not a problem. Penalty. Six bang, again, bang, six again, six again, six again. Six again. A 7 6. Perfect. Thanks, mate. Job done. I tell you what makes me feel a little bit better, Eddie, is that Adam G will not be fucking within cooey of a grand final. No, he won't. That would be my thoughts, and that's no disrespect to Adam, but it can't. Adam of is. G will not be within Kui. No, it's as simple as that. Adam will be, you know what? There might even be like pictures of Adam outside the stadium that we'll put up, and it's like if you see this guy within fifty feet of the stadium, shoot him in the legs. We don't want to kill him, but like we just want him not to be able to get in. Just target his kneecaps. Pretty yeah. simple stuff. Um, Adam G doesn't have what it takes because he is a puppet. Yeah, Adam's a puppet. He knows it. Simple as that. But it's not about the refs. <laughs> It's not about the rest. No. Adam's a puppet. <laughs> That's all we're saying. There's strings attached yeah. to his fucking arms and they go all the way yeah. up to Bellamy's and box. Bellamy's box up above just fucking twisting the things. Adam G's there. Six again. Six again. <laughs> six penalty. Again, six again, six Josh again. Schuster. Not That's on, a penalty. No, no, no. Crusher tackle. Ridiculous. Um, but anyway, look, I'm buoyed by that loss. Buoyed by the loss. That's one of the best losses I think you can have. A buoying loss. Yeah. A loss that buoys the soul, the mind, the body. Yeah. The soul. The soul. And the mind. And the mind, the body. But Eddie... The win was good as well. The win was good. 17 in a row. I don't know how much you can get buoyed by a loss, but I was buoyed quite a bit by a win. Well, well yeah. No, look, that's fine. Of course you get buoyed by a win, but... The more I think you win, the closer you are to a loss. Remember yeah, that's that? true. That's it. 
keep this streak going. We all know how it happened for fucking Penrith last year. Chances of going back to back are slim, baby. They slim. Manly's coming. Olakawatu's like, oh, I'm so big. I'm fucking huge. Paseca injured, though. That's also scary. That's all right. He'll come back. Syndesmosis. Is he done for the season? I hope not, but it was a syndesmosis. was what Des was uh, pontificating, I think, in the uh, sure. press conference. Um, but yeah, um, I'm not in the I'm not in the business of piling on, and I know that you aren't as a podcast as a show, Dave. You're not either, despite what the fuck we're looking at. Um, obviously, we've had some lippy Parramatta fans in the DMs about us and about fucking you know the timeline of the Suns' demise and shit like that. And you know, we've been saying. What we've been saying all season, uh, this is more about us just sort of like, I guess, you know, being able to justify what we've been saying. And, and all season we've been saying the Eels aren't up to it. They don't have it. They're not going to win the comp. People are like, oh, they're in the top four. Fucking, you know what you're talking about. They've now gone back to back like heavy, heavy losses. Look, Tom and I... Moses was back for this Tom one. and I, look, obviously there's a bit of a rivalry between Parramatta and Manly. I mean, history just dictates that we dislike the Eels. It's, and, you know, mm. a rivalry is a rivalry. But Tom and I always call it how we say it. Always call it how we see it, and we ha- we ran an eye over the the Parramatta stock. Many of the many of the players, might I add, which we have a, a, a very fond spot for. But when I run my eyes over the cattle, looking for the prize bulls, looking for you know the bricks, looking for the cement, looking to see what they have, what it takes to win a comp, mm. my eyes tell me they don't. That's all it was. I got to call it how I see it. It's as simple as that and I said to myself that team's not going to win the comp this year it's tough and as we get towards the pointy end Tom i.e. September where are they now I wonder where are they so like massive losses massive losses obviously what were the scores it was 40-12 to Souths and 28 nils to the Roosters And, and and the week before that they lost by two points to the Raiders that ain't good. That ain't good. And, you know, they run home, right? Their run home's fucked. They got yeah. Manly this weekend, which we are potentially going to be doing. I can cut this out if we don't, but I think we kind of are. We'll be doing a live game companion for. So that's just going to be us on a couch, yipping in Yahoo and screaming. And but yipping. And yipping. But that's this Saturday night, 7.30. So you can you can set your watch to that in lockdown. We're going to be bagging the fuck out of Parramatta on YouTube basically, for 80 minutes. Pretty much. So look forward to that. But, I mean, what were we talking about? We're talk- basically just talking about, like, at what point, because usually I think in the NRL there's, like, a um, a propensity to turn on the coach early, and it's like, fucking sack the coach. Now, I feel like Brad Arthur's been there for long enough where it's like, he, it actually might be the coach now. Or, like, the coach is, like, maybe you need a freshen up of a coach. And I'm not, you know, like they they've they've got a lot of things that aren't like you know Dylan Brown isn't exactly set in the world. You know Dylan Brown has one try assist for the season. Mm. No, five eight. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's one a, try assist for the that. season. That's bro. not good. I've got him in my fantasy team. Jesus oh, Christ, yeah. one try assist for the season is not good enough. That's not good enough at no. all. I. I don't, you know, I don't think you can sack a coach 
Who's making the top four? Who's making the top four? But don't you think that's a, a, a thing of going, they have good players. It's not that they don't have cattle. But they're not making the top four either. Well, they may not. They're in the top four now. But they'll blame the fucking fact that Mitch Moses is out for a couple of weeks. And but he was only out for they, two they, weeks, yeah, bro. Yeah, but they'll, they'll move the narrative in the way that they see fit. I would say this. I would say this. I think Brad's got another season to get the job done. He's only got one more season, literally. That's the, yeah. like, the end of his deal. But then, you know I, I think, mean? I look, I think you, I think, I think in this day and age, and we've spoken about this at length before about fucking clubs, fucking propensity to sack coaches early and then have to pay out two coaches and just, just a complete shit show and not giving them enough time to fucking put their brand onto the team. Play smart footy, literally, by giving him his fucking contract. And if he doesn't get it j- done next season, then you fuck him off and look for someone that can. Well, that's, that's, exactly, what I would that's say. probably what they will do, I imagine. I, I mean, but also you could fuck him off and get, imagine like I, Shane Flanagan's floating around. He's the only other coach who's floating around in my mind who's like, get him. Dude, Sterlo just quit Channel 9 at the end of this year. Yeah, but he's not good. like, well, he's Parramatta legend. Yeah, sure. But like, no you don't way. go Sturlow fucking just out of nowhere to coach rugby league. Has like, he quit Channel 9? I think at the end of the yeah. year, yeah. To do what? I think retire. Potentially. He's not going to retire from broadcasting and become a first-grade coach. No. or But also, if Parramatta were to do that, that would be some of the craziest fucking shit. In but the I'm world. saying if you're retiring, right, to put your feet up, yeah. why would you take on the most stressful job maybe in the world? Sterlo will not be co- – well, if Sterlo's coaching Parramatta Reels, Dave, I'll eat fucking Cheerios out of your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking image. All right. Yeah, and also... I'll join in. Yeah, there you go. And you'll join in as well, thank do, do, do God. Do I get a say in this? Or no, no, you don't. You shut your mouth and do as you're told. <laughs> now bend over. No, but that won't happen. No, 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 no. Don't happen. worry. No, it won't happen. We're fine. We're fine. Um, We're fine. We're fine. But anyway, look, it just... You know, it's just more off the back of, like, that salty Parramatta dribbler who whinged in the fucking comments again. It's like, sorry, bro. He's becoming a better sport, I've noticed. Well, he was, but then he wasn't. He became a good sport, and then he's arguing again, and he's gone. Like, he left some comment being like, oh, I bet they're going to fucking rip Manly apart after that loss. Hashtag fair and balanced. And I'm like, bro, like, our tagline is literally unqualified opinion on wavering bias. Like, we're not going to give anything Fair oh, you are oh, you you came to ask for fair and balanced. Oh, I'm sorry, you came here for a fair and balanced look at the world of sport. <laughs> nah. In what world? Like, cool if you knew, but we literally start every podcast with the fact that it is the home of the direct opposite of the thing that you're looking for. So I can't help you, dude. <laughs> we're like we're like Fox News, but more honest about our bias. We just tell you that we're yeah. going to be biased. So and we don't know what we're talking about, and that we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> You got no fucking idea. This is it's this is a shit show. It's an absolute shit show. It's a complete and utter shit show, and that's what makes it work. Yep. So fucking shut up and yeah. get on with. Sorry take, that you don't take your lick. Sorry you don't dictate the content on the podcast. Look you're at us. Look at to. us. I'm I'm literally drowning in storm memorabilia. Yeah. I'm taking my licks like a fucking champion. So should you. We also, I also blocked and removed the first person ever from from our fucking platforms. It's never happened before because I, it's because it's the home of like you know, free speech within reason. But this fucking little dead shit kid just kept. It's like the first troll I've come across where it's just like on every on everything that you'd put up because like again. Someone goes, oh, fuck Manly, suck, or Tom and Eddie, you're fucking Manly dribblers. You're like, that's beautiful. Play on. Like, rip us to death. But this guy was just like, 
abusing people in the comments saying he was going to fucking like, he was like going to film himself trying to have it off with dudes, missos and stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? So he's doing that in the punters and dribblers page. Then on every fucking like video we'd put on YouTube, like this is shit or something like that. And I'm like, this guy's a fucking freak. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to piss him off. See you, brah. Later, brah. So rugby league, where are we at now? Um, I mean, personally, I don't know if there's anything else for me, rugby league, that we've missed, Dave. Is Will there any? Chambers? Oh, Will Chambers, Kane Evans. Fuck, Will Chambers is a niggly little bastard, isn't he? He is king of the niggle. He's king of the niggle. Has to be. If he's not the king of niggle, who the fuck is? He certainly wears the crown currently in current players. But he got Kane Evans to throw punches. That's how good he was. And then did he do, did Kane do something to him again? I don't know if it was to him, but Kane got because he got sent off twice again for I don't know if it was for a high shot or if it was a crusher. It was a head slam. That's right. Oh, Will Chambers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a head so slam. So someone said Which, something funny. It was like dude who wrote fold some cunt. Like had to remind himself to fold some cunt in his hand. Sent off twice for trying to fold some cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Kane Evans, but will like. To throw punches and head slam someone, you must have... I'm impressed at the I'm, ability I, yeah. to get under the skin. Because you've got to know that he's trying to do that. So when you see him doing it, you've got to be able to just... And, but, like, obviously he's been reminded by his teammates, being like, bruh, don't listen to him. Like, yeah. he's trying to fucking niggle you. And... You just can't help you it. You can't help it. Like, I'd like to hear... I'd like to see what his tactic is. Because he's also an elder statesman, Will. He's won comms. He's won origins. He's he niggles me, though, from the couch. Yeah, So same. he's pretty fucking good at it. Yeah, I exactly. would say that. He gets me he's, pissed He's off. niggling me through the camera, through the telly, yeah. to the couch. And he's not even necessarily saying something directly personal to you, He's Eddie. not saying shit to me. <laughs> he's not saying anything at all. Least so, of which I haven't heard, anyway. No, exactly. Like, we don't know. But I'd, you can guarantee that if he had... If you got any insight into the things that piss us off, he'd get us. He'd he, get us. He, yeah, he'd, he's getting me already, so he'd get me good. I'm impressed. And I think more than anything, probably just an acknowledgement, a tip of the cap to the King of Niggle. Will Chambers, yeah. It's impressive what you're doing. It is. It's very, very impressive. Uh, and shout out to Kane Evans, who just Couldn't keeps keep it together. I feel like Will knows his targets as well. He picks them well. Well, he goes, that. okay, this yeah. bloke needed to remind himself to fold someone. Yeah, he's like he's the Terminator at Eagle. probably a good candidate. It's just like, you know, he can sort of like identify a target and go, this guy, he's got a bat, something I can get him on. He's a hothead. They're the targets. Hot that's, all, that's a good whiteboard sessions. Who to target for Eagle? <laughs> you know, ain't hothead backstory fucking. And what, yeah, what, out what of are form. the metrics? Yeah, out of form. Yeah. Uh, looking to prove himself. Yeah. Um, you know, Usually a, a trucker of nut, potentially. Well, I mean, you got Dill. Dill wasn't a trucker of nut. Dill was just a hothead with a backstory. No, but it doesn't hurt if you've got someone who needs to bring a fire. Maybe it's a ho- maybe it's also like off the bench because you're not starting. You know what I mean? So they're yeah, already yeah, a little insecure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hothead off the bench. Um, maybe been backstory. dropped to fucking reserve grade once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Has spent time in reserve grade. Maybe has a few injuries. Um, anyway, Dave, do you mind that I'm just putting my feet all over your fucking scarves? No, that's okay. Good. This, I don't, you should get rid of that one. It's actually oh, void. The premiership one. Yeah, that's yeah. a wrong scarf. It says 2009 on it. Has anyone got a texter? And, and 2007, I And 2007. Think. Should we scribble it out with texter? No, I think that's okay. It's still Are you a good sure? reminder. Yeah, what yeah. about coffee? Like, will a black coffee fucking... You should. Get us a texter. We'll, we'll get rid of you that. You got a texter in here, Maddie? I appreciate it. It's a... <laughs> 
It's a um, it's a relic. Don't worry. <laughs> He's starting to wig out. Go, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> it's a, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Um, I just liked that in between uh, last episode and this episode when I spoke about my uh, days as a fencing champion in Southern Highlands that people actually went and looked into my fencing instructor, Roland Von Zopf, and he exists. I hadn't even <laughs> thought to Google him. photo. Dude, exactly, I told you he looked like exactly a fucking musketeer. Would, yeah, exactly how you would expect someone called Roland Von Roland Von Zopf. Zopf. He was a fucking... Uh, could you just Google him again? Yeah. Um, and did he have was he did he have a burgeoning career himself? Well, I don't know what what sort of a career one has in the world of fencing with the greatest respect, but he was like well, you can go to the Olympics, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah, he's but he was I don't know what country he's from. Uh, I don't think he ever competed, but he's like he's like a, you know, he's like a local legend clearly. Would you call him a purist? Fuck yes, he's a purist, dude. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Don't even ask that question again. Roland's as pure as they get. Pure as a driven snow. Had his fucking you know, his musketeer must I would say this about fencing, having watched a little bit of it off the back of the Van Zompf chat. Yeah. Why do you need to be connected? Von Zompf. It's because that's the electricity. I think that's... Oh, well, you'd think there's But we live in wireless times. Yeah. It just seems like a bit of a... Seems rather cumbersome having mm, that. That's a good point. We were... Because we were connected as well. So I actually don't know if it is electricity now that I think about it. Dave, can you try and look into that? Why the fences are, or what is the connecting thing at the back of the fences? And uh, why is it needed in up. an age of, you know, advancement? Yeah. A, a body cord serves as the connection between a fencer and a reel of wire that is part of a system for electrically detecting that the weapon has touched the opponent. So it is still used. Right. Wire. Okay. That seems like. Seems a little archaic. Yeah, it does. That's, that's a bygone era sort of shit. I don't know that we need to. I mean, you know, like we've got fucking, we've got rovers on Mars sending back. We don't have a cord to the rover on Mars, you know what I mean? No. Sending back information. Oh, but we need to connect it because electricity. No, no, it's electricity. It needs to be connected to a PowerPoint. The rover needs to be connected to a PowerPoint. Yeah, it does seem like it is very primitive technology. It's literally like the... The ending of the wire is in the sword or like yeah. in your body. So it's literally. So it's a little. The ending of the wire connects yeah. to a thing in your like your vest. It's that, primitive. Yeah, it's primitive. But yeah, but it's like, it's like you've got two ends of frayed wires and you just yeah. like touch it together. Because you also connect the sword. There's like a cord yeah. that comes at the end of the sword and that connects into this into this thing as well. It's like it, it's like the European Union is to to NASA, right? Like I remember the European Union set out a fucking like their own rover, they're going to land it on an asteroid. They did all the hard yakka, flew billions of kilometres, um, took them years, got there, and the the claws that came that come out of the bottom of the fucking, like the rover, didn't grab onto the the dirt, and then so it bounced around and fell in a crater, and it was blocked from the sun, so its fucking solar panels didn't absorb any energy, <laughs> and it died after a minute. No. <laughs> Uh, and NASA go, oh, we're just going to use like nuclear fucking fusion and have biodegradable batteries that last for like decades. That's our answer to your little to problem. To what you did and you yeah. didn't put claws on it. You put like sliding dance shoes on this thing, <laughs> expecting for it to. Who didn't put the claws on? What a fucking. Ah, oh, I forgot to put them on. It's like when you're setting up like a TV and you forget to put the stand on the bottom or something. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> Well, I have a TV that didn't have a stand, so I felt like I was in a scene. Yeah, there was there. Know. I thought there might be something. You've got to bring a lot of truth to this game, you know what I mean? Otherwise, you're just talking out your ass for hours on end. 
So I would say to the fences, get that, get that together. Yes, get it together. Um, did we? Did we all as a nation sit back and enjoy uh, McDermott's Mc, high jumping? McDermott's high jumping on Saturday, on Saturday night? night. I mean, look, Tom and I have spoken at length, at nauseum about Australia's rich, storied, storied history of jumping. I mean, look, the kangaroo led the way and we as a people have followed. Correct. And yeah, McDermott, the kangaroo lit the torch. Eddie. Yeah, it lit the torch. It lit the fire that burns within all of us. And McDermott, she, she did a good, proud, honest job in keeping that fire alive. Fucking oath she did. Now... A high, I don't know about high jumping men. I didn't see it as much when I watched like Brandon Stark and shit go. But the high jumping gals, they seem to be some of the weirdest people uh, that I've come across in the Olympics, certainly so far. Their pre-jump rituals. Yes. Obviously, McDermott, I don't know what her first name is. Nicola. Nicola McDermott. She's numero uno in quirky pre-jump ritual. But even the other Australian who was in there, whose name I also, I, I can't remember, but she she was doing this shit where she was like closing her eyes and doing the jump before she gets it. So she'd go. Yeah. <laughs> Visualizing the jump, but with hand movement. But movements. with hand movement. And then you're like, okay. That's that's like I, I know what you're doing. Do I think it's a bit much? Yes, but you're the one at the Olympics, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's look, mate. I mean, you may well have been visualization away from from making it, from making it yourself. Um, but McDermott, or just doing an entire game of footy, eighty minutes. Yeah, eighty minutes. Pass the ball, tackle, knock on, miss a tackle, fucking break your knee. You're gonna get there fucking out. two hours early just to just like, to play the full eighty. Just to play the full eighty. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it, you know what, though? I love the quirkiness. No, it same. was fucking weird as shit, and Did I was loving every second of it. Be honest, when you realized that she was um, heavily, heavily Christian, did it make it weirder? I literally just found that out and was like, ooh. Bro, I, I look, I, I've, I seem to have a radar for these, for these sort of things. I could tell almost straight away. Yeah, I mean, she certainly gave the vibe. It was the it was it was the the hands up and the look to the sky that was yeah. doing me, and I was like, okay, ooh, what's going on here? Because that, like, the the problem that that the thing that threw me off, like, I get if you've got like a pre race, like a pre jump ritual thing where you're like, come on, like trying to g yourself up, and you do that every time, then that's like, I get it. Or even if you're like Steve Smith on a dial, you're like, you got to touch a million things and have your bottles all fucking aligned. But this was like, this was so weird and meticulous and almost seeming like it was meant to, it's like, it was so exactly the, it was so exactly the same every time. I just don't understand how you get that ritual. It was like, arms out to God. I, mate, and she's like, like smiling and looking through her eyes. Then she's like. That, at that level, smacks herself and shit, and then she's like, "Come on!" and then like does this like gangly fucking run. I was just like, "This is the weirdest thing ever," and I love it, and I love her. And she's an Aussie, and she's an Aussie jumper who we love, but I couldn't get around how weird that was. And then writing in her journal between fucking jumps and writing numbers on a shirt, I was like, "What?" I was I, I was actually impressed by the level of dedication to her craft. Not only was the pre-jump ritual a lot, 
but the writing in the journal and then the writing on the shirt where she would give herself a score, not on one metric or two or three or four. She had about seven or eight that she was, that scoring, she was yeah. scoring on on each jump. She, but she actually, the best jump of hers was the 204 where she didn't, she was a bee's dick from clearing it. She like, that was her highest score of all. She gave that one her best jump. Yeah, because it was a hell of a jump. It was well, she, a hell broke, of a she broke the Australian record. With 202. Yeah. So, I mean, look, if it sounds like we're being critical, we're not. We're big fucking fans. We're huge fans. and her work. And yes. her silver for the nation. Silver for the nation. And, the, and Also, losing to a fucking Russian is just like, it's gold, basically. It's basically gold. But she's put jumping back on the map. Yeah. If, as, you know, if you'd forgotten. Yeah. I mean, every every household in the nation was absorbed in the in the jumping. Mate, we? well, we again. So we were all on the the pro manly rhetoric manly Zoom, and once the game finished, obviously a little deflated. We we debriefed, and then it was like, well, fucking, let's get over. We got some we got some women jumping for the nation here, and so we get over there, and it was like it was gripping shit. Like it was as, gripping as far as a jump off goes. It was oh. like my god, but also, and then when she cleared two I two, I was like, we're home here. Yeah, and then the Russian cleared it, and the other cheer like it was the the uh, the Ukrainian. Ukrainian, um, but no one really told us. Was and you said it at the time that we were a shot in the jumping, mate. Like Look, where was the where was Hamish where was Gill's brother Hamish McLaughlin fucking gassing up the jumping? Oh fucked if I know, mate. Fucked if I know. And there was nothing on like the boomers were playing, but on the track that day, that night, mm. nothing else doing. I don't know why Hamish didn't walk us through our gold medal hope with Bruce sort of, you know, running an eye over the field telling us where we're good, where, where we we're bad. From, like yeah. I just I don't understand that. Like you spend you know, seven or eight months gassing up the swimmers and in with all due respect. They, Mate, they deserve it and they delivered. Sure, that's great. But when we've got a gold medal hope hope in the jumping, which as a nation is our that's our purest fucking form of excellence. Yes. I'd like to see a little bit more. On this crazy, this I'd, like crazy to know, I'd like to evangelical know evangelical jumper. I'd like to know about it. And there's not much I miss. But somehow that slipped through the it cracks. Through. And I'd like to know how. Well, I mean, I just hope, Eddie, that it's not Got something to do with the evangelical ways. Her I'd be Pentecostal. I'd be disappointed if it was vibes. You know, shout I would have loved for her to start speaking in tongues in the post. Fucking shout out to Channel Seven when they like you know how they do their their inter ad stuff and they'll mm. show highlights of the event. They showed highlights of her jumping, and they had gospel like fucking music oh, over the top of it. Like, yeah, praise the Lord and shit. It was well, fucking good. Post race interview, and I always find this with uh, jump post jump. Sorry, post jump interview. Forgive me. I always find this with people, not all religious people, again, not knocking religious people, but I do find that with religious people who are keen to let you know about the word of the Lord and about where to go to be saved, they love to front load their conversation with you with like just general, normal sort of day-to-day human interaction and then just... Jumping, a, jumping rhetoric. Jumping rhetoric, right? So the first bit of the conversation is heavy on jumping rhetoric, but then it switches to... I was saved by Jesus and all that sort of shit. And it never comes back to jumping. Oh, her segue was clever. It I'll was. give her that. McDermott, uh, the queen of the segue as well. Well, the Christian, the Christian missionary, king of the segue. It's like, be, how do I get onto the fucking thing yeah, I really want look, to talk about? Because I want to like, come across as though I'm not selling you on the Lord, but I fucking am. Yeah, and yeah. I've got to get there somehow. So yeah. her segue was, it was genius. I'd love to do this in front of packed stadiums again. It'd also be good to have packed stadiums again for revivals. I was like, okay, 
Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, uh, uh, revival's brain drops. Now we're into the Lord. Praise to be. Praise be to Him. Blah 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 blah. And then the next ten minutes was on the Lord. All on the Lord. So shout out to McDermott. Shout out to hell the Lord. of a jump. I fucking loved it. It was a gripping way to spend my Saturday night. It was fucking good. And then did we get I on? I loved the, it. And then I tell you where it was, Eddie. That's right. That's no, where yeah, it went. Yeah, to. We're shifting. We're shifting. We go from the Lord and we go from jumping and we go from you know the nation just fucking getting around a great Christian jumper and the gospel. We got the fucking Holy Ghost in us. And we're <laughs> fucking ready to rip. We then move over to the Boomers, first medal in uh, basketball Australian basketball history. Yep. But I don't think that was the biggest news. I don't think that was the biggest story out of the Boomers. Look, some would say that Paddy Mills in tears, speaking so eloquently, so beautifully. Uh, you know, there wasn't a dry eye in the nation when he said that he's going to leave the medal at mum and dad's house. It was beautiful. I was like, fuck yeah, Paddy Mills. You're one of the greatest living Australians. 100%. Comfortably. Yeah. I'm not ruling out Australian of the year. No. Nope, I think he's, if he's not in the fucking running... Then this next who, man who is. eats? Well, well, <laughs> this next man is. This next man is. If you're not giving it to Patty, you got to give it to this man. You got to give it to Andrew Gaze, <laughs> who was fucking in absolute tears. He was in. He was drowning in a river of tears after the Boomers got the bronze, and basically, you needed someone needed to. One of the producers, Channel Seven, needed to give Gaze a full stop. He spoke <laughs> for. 15 minutes intermittently intermittently breaking down in tears and then getting himself out of it and coming back. But all that he spoke about was former basketballers, which I get, like the people that got Australian basketball to where it was to win bronze. But I did also find a little bit like these motherfuckers just won the bronze, but Gazy was just listing off names you've never heard of, names you've never heard of, Craig Wiley, <laughs> Dominic someone. Oh, yeah, you know, these are the basketballers. The bloke who brought basketball to Australia, yeah. the founding fathers of the sport. Like, well, like he yeah. was speaking at nauseam about them. And it was like, I got it because it obviously it was like the, the climax in some ways of, of Andrew's life. Yes, because Boomer's basketball has been his life. Yes. He got fucking fourth at the Olympics three times. Like, he's given his heart and his soul to the, to the sport, Completely. to the NBL. So I get it. I get all that. But it was, it, it, was, it was funny to watch because I don't think there would have been a handful of people alive that knew who the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> so, But also, like, I would get it if it was woven in with, like, didn't fucking didn't this bloke play well? Didn't he rebound well? Or didn't he? But it was just all like yesteryear rhetoric, and I was like, I don't know who these people are. And he's crying again. All right, Gazy, he's it, in fucking tears. It made tears. it great though. It, it was great. No, I loved great. it. I it loved was it. So good. It was must-watch television. And you knew that underneath that table, underneath that desk, he was wearing the Andrew Gaze <laughs> signature threes, the green and golds. You knew he was. hundred percent. I could tell he was wearing them. Where's my I wallet, Dave? You got to buy them now. You got to <laughs> buy them now. Already. No, no, we forgot. We forgot. Um, where's the card? I think we just. No, get me tens. I'll squeeze into them. Get three pairs. Get the green and gold ones. Yeah, all green and gold. Your size. Get me 11s. 11 and a 10. Get me 10. Yeah, that's US 11. Yeah. They probably won't fit me. That's all right. It's not about that. And then we'll wear them on the show yeah. next week. I'll probably wear them to my own wedding. 
that'd be fucking great, dude. We should we should dress up fucking really well and just have these huge. Um, I tell you what, they'd go well with bounced out trackies. <laughs> Yeah, nipping and out of the fucking servo. Bounce out trackies, your big fucking green and gold gazes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But we'll be wearing them next week as an ode to Australian bronze and to Andrew Gaze. Andrew Gaze. What? There's no sizes under 11. Just get 11s. So 11s. you, and then you'll just have to get some, get whatever oh, I'll ones get, you I'll want. get another pair. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, they're selling out. Have we? Of course they're fucking selling out. Yeah. But, I mean, we've illuminated the mind of yeah. the punter and the dribbler. Yeah, mate, these are the best price ball shoes you'll ever get and you're supporting a great Australian and Andrew Gaze and you're going to look fly as fuck doing it. So, you it, know. Look, it was good to know, though, that as he was weeping tears of joy for the nation that just below the desk, as you said, <laughs> were some of the cleanest, freshest gaze, signature Gaze green and gold 3.0s, whatever the fuck they call. What are they called, Dave? Uh, uh, gaze Elite Fly Signature Green and Gold. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 I can't wait to fucking I adorn myself in those bad boys. Yeah, they're going to be hot as shit. It was just, it was a fucking great night for Australia. It really was. Yep. Uh, in night. the 1500, was that, yeah, that was that. McSween, unfortunately. That Norwegian runner. That's right. I was fucking blown away with him. Yeah. He was he was cool as a cucumber to break the Olympic record. Holy shit. He could have broken the world record, it looked like. Like, the way he, he Usain bolted it to the finish line where he was sort of, like, celebrating before he got there. Mate, and he just he just cool, like, calmly just ran around that canyon and fucked him up. That's when you... It's impressive to see two canyons not get the job done over some, like, scrawny white dude. 100%. And I'd, I'd read in the... I think it was in the Good Weekender in the lead-up to the Olympics. One um, of the great reads. Like a three fucking three page spread on Mick Swain and how legit he is and how he can bury people with a, a consistently hot pace. Right. But to see him get fucking obliterated by this Norwegian, put it into context. Well, he you got melted. I mean? He fucking was like, he died in the last 200 meters. No disrespect to McSween. I want to jump back, Eddie. Do you mind if I jump back slightly? Yeah, of course. I want to jump back to our evangelical jumper in. Nicola McDermott. McDermott. And her implementation of one of the greatest Australian calls to arms. Yes. One of the rallying cries. Well, it's a rallying cry. It's a rallying cry of the Australian, and it's the come on. Yeah. Obviously invented by Leighton Hewitt in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, and then sort of the, the, the cherry on top was the... Well, the come on, the latent, late, like the, the flip of the hand back yeah. is electric. It's it's as good as it gets. It's as good as it gets. And, I mean, there is a part of me and you that you almost feel like the come on not given the, the shine and the recognition that it deserves. So, obviously, I feel like the come on in Australia is the Australian version of the Americans. Let's go! But let's go is lame as fuck. Let's and go is lame on, as fuck. Come on is primal yeah, almost. It is. Like it, it sits deep within the it's belly guttural. of the nation. It's guttural. Your core's engaged when you're screaming, come on. Come on! Like, what more do you want, what right? More, like if, if you hear that, you're like, holy shit, there's an Australian going for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's an Aussie Ripping and tearing right now. I've just heard a come on. <laughs> I just heard a f- one, one deep from the belly. Yeah. I would like to look into a little more, Tom, and you and I will be will be uh, basically going 
balls deep, to borrow an about even term, into the come on yeah. in the coming weeks. Yeah. Uh, around its history, yeah. around its meaning, and around the use of the Leighton Hewitt. This is the most electric the fucking move in I, Australian I sports history. I fucking love it so much. See, just, just name a more electrifying move than fucking... You don't even have to say anything. You just, no, you just... Ah, <laughs> just, ah, just pumps me up. Come on! <laughs> Don't you feel like fucking running 20 Ks, Dave? I just want to fucking rip and tear. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know what I mean? As if you're not pumped the fuck up. It gets Give it one in the car, baby. Everyone, everyone, everyone is listening. Come on. Come on. Give yourself one. Yes! If you're having a rough day, you just Fuck. need to take a fucking moment out of your day and just come on! <laughs> Mate, if you want to own the fucking day, yeah, the first thing you do when your feet hit the ground is fucking come on! Wait, the neighbours, get them involved. Get up! Get up and into it. You're an Australian. Fucking be proud of it. Come on! I tell you what, I tell you what, is would this be too much, Tom? Like, like yoga, oh, but not, and it's just just the just a on. room full of like-minded Australians, <laughs> even a fucking pumping a themselves, flash up. mob of Aussies just coming on. I think, and they only go for fifteen minutes, Dude, and you leave, pumped. you leave absolutely jacked to the tits. <laughs> I love that idea. Maybe we release a fucking an exercise video or some sort of thing. It's, <laughs> it's just, just you and come I on. to come on. We could do that. We could definitely do that. Us in Australian regalia. Yeah, and you're just coming on to shit. <laughs> do like each side one hand. Yeah, exactly. You got to do both sides. Oh, you got to. You got to work both hands. Yeah. I actually found just then I'm getting a bit of a sore wrist from not enough come ons. You know what I mean? I got to strengthen the fucking left wrist. Yeah. And it's all in the uh, snap. Dude, it's the snap back. And and, the, and how close you can get to your eyes. But also, like, how sharp can you keep your fingers out as well? Like, if you can keep your fingers nice and sharp back to the Wait, face. Do you, like, do you like to – I like to come into the, the – So you like you – The like, bridge the you, bridge of the nose? There are a couple of ways to do a come on, obviously, as Eddie and I are showing right now. But, like, you can do the, like, <laughs> over fucking – like, the over – Like the harbour bridge. Past the horizontal. Yes. You know what I mean? That's a past – or you can do the fucking – Flatters attack. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the 180. Yeah, the 180. <laughs> or one that kind of just comes from below and comes straight. Oh, you can have one coming yeah, up. Yeah, you can. Because if you're Fuck. down on one knee and you just Yeah, gotta, you just got... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've just hit a fucking passing shot and you've slipped over and you just got to... <laughs> coming from the ground. Yes. It de- I mean, it doesn't... Look, again, that'll all come out in the informational video, you know, in terms of where your come-ons come from. Mm. Um... But just thought it was you and I just had a particular giggle on uh, Saturday night. Well, you know what it was, Tom. You know what it was. It was seeing not the rebirth because it lives amongst all of us, but like, it was on show again. Yes, and it was guttural, like well, you said. Well, the come and on I, was on the big stage again. It was on the big stage again in an, in a, an Olympic final, no less. Yeah. When she's fucking jumping for gold and a, a, a doped Russian away from getting it, yeah. like. I mean, it brought out the best in the come on, I think. Yeah. And it fucking pumped me up. And I've been pumped up ever since. Same. 
haven't been able to fucking get the come on out of my head. And it was just, it was just like, okay, the come on's back. It's back. People haven't been paying enough attention or respect to the come on, ourselves included. The evangelical jumper, uh, Nicola McDermott, she brought a, shone a light back on. She showed us the light. She showed us the light. Exactly. Who would have thought that God would have brought back to come on? Well, God's God come on. He 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 like he's the forefather of the come on. You could actually argue because he invented all knowing, all seeing, all powerful. Invented Leighton himself. He actually invented the come on. But I'd actually feel bad taking it away from Leighton. No, we're just saying that there is a link between God and the come on. That's what we're saying. It's 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 not too far for me to say that a good come on is a religious experience. Or is it can be? Yeah, I think it is. You know what I mean? You're as close as you can be to God sometimes if you're fucking whipping a come on. Do you want to hear the hierarchy moving from third upwards? Good sneeze, good orgasm, good come on. It's number one. It's number one. And you put in a good poo somewhere there as well, but not <laughs> not you wouldn't put that on top. No, you wouldn't. You'd be it's third or fourth. Yeah, it's definitely... Depending I mean, on the poo. Good, good, on the good come on, mm. orgasm, yeah. sneeze. I'd say... Good poo. Then well, sneeze. I think poo and sneeze are interchangeable. Yeah, they are. Depending on you know your bowel, I guess. Depending on circumstances. Yeah, though. that's true as well. Because you could do a good poo in a bad situation, <laughs> and it's not a good poo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> good poo, bad situation. Yeah, look, if you're pooing where you shouldn't be, then it's not. It's not third after the order. No, no, it's not. Unfortunately, <laughs> it drops way down. Stubbing your toe suddenly becomes a better option. Um. Was there anything else Olympics wise that uh, that we uh, missed? Sad to see it go. I know it's over. I'd say that it was actually like I watched the closing ceremony. I I don't I know why. Yeah. I watched it more out of like a I think like just a goodbye to the Olympics sort of fucking thing. Yeah, if that I'd makes sense. No, uh, what did it, you? Sorry, what did you make of the scar band they had? The the band with all the trumpets and the horns and oh the, yeah yeah yeah. I was yeah. A, I didn't mind it. Yeah, it was interesting. Well, the DJ was a bit was funny as well. Did you see him like mixing on the fucking records and nah, shit? I think I missed that, but it was it was Japanese. Yeah, like it was sort of it was a bit weird in that way, but it was good. I I long for the Olympics now. Yeah, we got the Paralympics, in, the Paralympics couple of weeks. in two weeks. I think Which I would have good. liked them to just fucking muzzle up, like bang, just go bang. So I think they probably just want to. Do you have an opening ceremony for the Paralympics as well? I'm sure they do. Surely, surely. For two um, weeks, I'm like, fucking hell, I what know. are we going to do now? Rugby league and fucking... But it's not on all day. That's the... That's like, the it's problem. not just rugby league fucking hour after hour. That's the problem. It was like, do you remember in, Do you remember back in the day, uh, you might have been too young, but you may not have been... So you might have been like... Well, you're too... So you might have been eight, so it might have been young, but there was like a summer where they had the Simpsons on Fox 8. Yeah, of course I remember that. All day, every day, for the entire summer. Yeah. And it was so fucking great. It was just wall-to-wall Simpsons. So you knew just no matter what, at any time of the day, you just whip on Fox 8 and you just watch Simpsons. It was the best. That is how I feel the Olympics was to adults in lockdown. Well, even kids in lockdown, to be fair. The Olympics is for everyone. Um, fair analogy. The I don't want to accuse or draw any lines, right? It's not what we're about here. Obviously, you know, innocent till proven guilty. I did raise a... People's eyebrow, shout out to The Rock, um, when I saw that the nutritionist for the Italian who won the 100 metre Marcel final, Jacobs. Uh, got done for providing steroids. Look, I think the, 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 the people's eyebrow did raise, Tom. Yeah. And it raised for this reason. 
Now, Dior will be Dioring this as I speak it, and he can look for inconsistencies in my retelling. But I believe that Marcel Jacobs was so far down the list of the dopers, like people that were the, the, the people that the, that they were testing regularly, because he was nowhere near what they thought was going to be a fucking medal. Yeah, that he wasn't tested at all. Now, I don't know if that's correct or not, but in the lead up, I believe he wasn't tested. Because he was too fucking slow, to put it bluntly. Now he goes out there and he runs like a he runs the third quickest uh, Olympic time all time. Yeah, only behind the great Usain Bolt. Now his nutrition has come out with links to doping. There's an investigation into him. Now obviously this is all alleged, but I don't like that link. No, <laughs> I don't like that link at all. When a fucking when a slow man becomes quick and his nutritionist gets done for for cheating. The eyebrow, it goes up. The people's eyebrow raises. Oh, it raises, baby. Can and you it, raise and your it, eyebrow? And it's, oh, yeah, you can do it. And it's raised. <laughs> and it will remain raised because <laughs> I am suspicious. Oh, yeah. I can, I, I'm, <laughs> this is a suspicious brow. This is brow. a fucking real suspicious brow. I don't even know if mine's up right now. I'm trying to get it. Mine's up. up. Yours is up as fuck, dude. You're, you got the people's <laughs> eyebrow unlocked, dude. Your people's eyebrow is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I'm highly suspicious. We've got to steal. I think we steal the people's eyebrow off the rock. Yeah. That's no. ours now. He doesn't deserve it. No, unless he's copyrighted and he's going to sue Well, he's but... not. He doesn't speak for the people anymore. No, he's, he doesn't. He's lost his fucking mind. He's lost his mind. It's like, look how strong I am. I ripped this gate off its hinges. No, he uh, actually did a very interesting tweet about Look at this fucking alive fish that isn't dead, I Is swear. It? No, it's not dead. Oi, also, by the way, I have three showers a day. No one gives a fuck, by the way, Rock. No one cares. But thank <laughs> yeah, because you. you stink, mate. Thank That's you for why. tweeting that. No, but he was like, he did a tweet where he's like, I have a cold shower in the morning because I got to get up and get ready then i have a warm shower after my workout then i have a hot shower at the end of the day i'm like <laughs> why are you telling us this oh my god because you've got nothing else to say no um but, but the eyebrows the up. people's eyebrow well and truly raised about the uh legitimacy of marcel marcel look i'd say this made a fucking final no, like suspicion around lance uh lance armstrong and i'm not saying that marcel's lance but i'm just i'm merely making a point the suspicion around Lance Armstrong came from a couple of angles. One being the fact that his dominance was so incredible that people were like, hang on, what the fuck's going on here? Like he would fall off his, like there's, there's a couple of stages where he'd, he came off his bike, where he kept coming out of his pedals and got dropped by the fucking pack as they're climbing some peak. And he would just, he just burnt back up and threw him. And everyone's like, Jesus Christ, that was pretty fucking wild. He's the guy he worked with, that Ferrari guy, the Italian doper who basically masterminded the whole program. So much suspicion around him. And everyone's like, why are you friends with that bloke? In the end, we all know what happened. All I'm saying is when there's smoke, there's fire in this doping game. Yeah. And other than Usain Bolt, I hate to say it, but I'm, it's the fucking truth. Other than Usain Bolt, anyone that's done anything in men's sprinting has at one point or another been done for doping. That's just a fact. Yeah. That's it is what it is. That's what's crazy about Usain, where you're like, oh, I know. <laughs> I think part of it with Usain is like, if it comes out he was doping, you put a line through the sport. So yeah, yeah, but that's I mean? the same with fucking. But I also, but but you know what? I would say to with the Usain Bolt thing, I'd say this: no, no one would have been more fucking tested, right? There's still like his teammates. You'd think maybe. Like, One of them tested. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying could have ratted him out like Lance got ratted out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is – I'm comfortable with this in Usain. Sometimes Don Bradman's pop up. Yes. 
John Bradman was not doping. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I mean more from a statistical no, anomaly I know. perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these people, these exist. freaks come and go. Why don't they just let them fucking do what they want? I don't get it. Because then it becomes about the program, not the athlete. I think. Yeah, it comes about science. Yeah, but it's a bit of both, right? Like I get what you mean. D or Dave ain't winning a high jump no matter how much he does. No, I get you. I get you. But then I think it becomes about investing money into the shit putting you're putting into the. As athlete. if that Plus isn't it's not already healthy. Happened, like. Well, no, but there are like yeah, I don't think it's as unhealthy as you think. I think there's like a bit of a oh fucking steroids are like I think like, obviously abuse of certain things is not good, but there are healthy ways to do them like. Fucking old, like dudes take testosterone as like a replacement therapy when they reach a certain age. It's not like it fucking kills you. Again, what do I know? I know nothing and I shouldn't even be speaking about it. But there's just a part of me that's like, I mean, it would eliminate the issue. Anyone do what you want. You're just trying to be the best. You're going to see quicker times. You're going to see gnarlier shit. Like, why not? I just don't understand why not. Because unless you are just going to purely go, all right, we're just picking literal dudes joe blows off the street and they're just training their ass off like that's not the case in any athlete they're all well you've you've seen icarus supplements icarus the guy dopes and he fucking he doesn't do that well exactly that's why i'm saying it's it's not just about the person there is the athlete that's still involved i wonder what sort of percentage uptick you're seeing i would suggest women you would see a more drastic drastic change because testosterone not as prevalent in their like in their systems. No. So if you started fucking pumping them through to full of testosterone, like that's why there's some very suspicious female athletics times that haven't been fucking remotely challenged since that was set. The 400 metres comes to mind. It's like fucking two seconds quicker than anyone Isn't ever Isn't that run. Casta Semenya? No. That's oh. 800 metres. Oh, okay. No. The 400 metres was set by an Eastern German, I think, back in the 70s. People were like, ooh, that was quick. They weren't testing her. Flojo as well, who's American. Everyone's very suspicious of her world record. Well, fucking Bruce McAvaney was jacking off about Flojo after a race the other day. People are very suspicious of Flojo. Very suspicious. Now, I don't know how I feel about it. I still like the... I still... Because essentially what I'm saying is this. If someone could explain to me the difference between steroids and shit that's legal that they take already. Yeah. And why there's a drastic gap between them or is it just that you've drawn the line here and anything over this side's illegal but then there's also shit like epo which isn't steroids right but that's like where you that's oxygenating the blood blood for aerobic capacity sort of shit well it's it's just the the blood becomes more oxygenated and you can perform at your peak for longer like they they do it in the tour they take blood out oxygenate it and then put it back in is that it i think so. they take it out in training when it's Max oxygenated, and they put it back into you midway through a tour. Okay, gotcha. But they've got blood passports now, whereby if there's a if they're so like they'll take tests every day, and even if they can't test for drugs specifically, they look at it and go, okay, why on stage fucking fourteen did your blood become more oxygenated? That shouldn't. Interesting. Done. It's, See you later. It says here. So the reasons for that doping are banned mainly for the health risks of performance-enhancing drugs, the equal opportunity for athletes, and the exemplary effect of a drug-free sport for the public. It's um, anti-doping authorities state that using performance-enhancing drugs goes against the spirit of sport. Yeah, but I mean, 
I get it. But I, like many things are performance enhancing, right? Like fucking. Oh yeah, you, the energy you're taking, or the like fucking like the supplements you're taking and shit. Like surely they're performance enhancing. But uh, I mean, to me, it just seems like it's a little bit. Yeah, too but much then you're going. But, but God. yeah, but you're trying to draw the. You're saying in sort of like. Eating the right foods is performance enhancing. Yeah. Like I reckon what that's where, a bit of a long way. Where no, they seem to draw the line is like where you I reckon the where, line? They, where they try to draw the line is like altering the chemical composition of your body and shit like that. Well, like I mean, there's certain things that you'd be taking, right, that are like going to be performance enhancing, but it's like it's not drastic enough for it to be deemed a performance enhancer. Mm-hmm. But it's also not naturally. You can't go and eat it. It's not like broccoli. It's like you can just go and fucking eat it. Like. There would be supplements and fucking. In, there'd be all this sort of shit. There would be. Yeah, but um, but, but to your point, it doesn't make that big of a difference. No, but I'm saying it's still performance We're still enhancing. Still but I'm saying it's still science based performance enhancing fucking shit. That's why I'm just like. So you're saying where do they draw the line? I'm saying I don't give a fuck. I'm saying let them rip. Athletes should have to live on a regular diet of like beer and fast food. Well, if you want them that's to do the, that, that's the opposite. Yeah, that's well, they the opposite, do in darts. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, in darts yeah. they do. We fucking should... Look, I don't think we're, we're going to solve the issue. No, we're not. We're not. We're not here to solve issues. We're here to just dribble and mm-hmm. yarn. I did want to ask you this. What do you think the dollar value is commercially to a gold medal winner post-Olympics? Like, not the value of the medal. I heard like, Titmus is looking at $4 million this year. Can you, can you confirm that? She's already doing Harvey Norman ads. I know, but they were getting them before she won gold, which is smart from Harvey. Well, Harvey can spot a winner. But I wonder though they go, you've got me now at fucking... Hundred grand, but if I win gold and gold for the nation, then you want to keep running these ads, Harvey? Then I'm going to need a couple of zeros on that fucking contract. That's where the Australian medalists make their fucking cash is in the endorsements after the games because we comparatively kept they get paid fuck all. I think it's twenty grand for a for a gold. Yeah. Whereas people from Hong Kong and Singapore and shit get like a million bucks. Dude, the Chinese Mm. chick who she got a house and a fucking nine hundred grand. Uh was she Chinese? I no, think so. Are you talking about the um, the weightlifter? Maybe. Yeah, she was from Philippines. Philippines. Okay, right. Yeah. House of nine hundred grand's nice. I don't because when you said Chinese, I'm like, I reckon they it's either win or go to a camp. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. You know what I mean? Yeah. P.S. Listen to that full Rogan podcast about North Korea. It is so fucking intense. Is it, it is North Korea is worse than you could imagine. Off the back of this. Chick's account, like, she escaped. It is fucking crazy. And even China, like, because they escaped to China and then it's like trying to get out of fucking China Mm. and they often are caught and just sent back even though China know what they're doing to them. It's like, and they, like, she was saying, I won't get into it too much because it is heavy, but they take, they have poison with them and razor blades because they know that if they get caught, they're better off just killing themselves because the way that they will be tortured when they get back is so much worse. She says that, like, when you call back, she still has, like, a few people she knows underground that she can, like, contact back in North Korea. And she's like, people will sometimes call her and pretend to be North Korean to try and, like, get her to talk or some shit like that. And she's like, you can hear the oppression in a North Korean's voice. It's different. So I can hear these, like, North Koreans who are now, like, Chinese, but they've got, you know, North Korean accents and they're trying to, like, fucking hoodwink you, wool pull you. She's like, no, I can hear the oppression in a North Korean's voice when you hear him back. It's like, it's a fear they don't even realize. Like, oh my God. Dude, I'm gonna have to listen to dude this. it's a crazy, crazy yarn. Like, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's mind blowing that that exists in the world, that it exists in the world today. Like, this level of fucking human. That's kind of what, I, again, 
listened to it before I went to bed last night because I'm a fucking idiot. But you need to start making smarter decisions. Whatever. I was fucking, <laughs> you know. But the thing is that's crazy about it is like you think about just like you as a human or humans in general and like you see a human being treated badly or like and you just think that there's no way that I would, that you would ever turn on a blind eye or a bit like you'd, that you'd ever condone or any. It's like it's so far from your psyche to think about mistreating people in such a gross way. But just that, like, humanity are actually doing it currently in the world today, people in power doing it to other people in the world today. It's just, like, it is crazy. And no one's doing shit about it either, like the UN and all, like... she well, was got nukes. Well, I know, but... And everyone's just, like, fucking... Dude, they... So, you know, they, they've got no, like, fertilizer in, you know, in North Korea, so they are all made to store their shit. And each family has to provide at least a ton of human shit a year to be used in the farms. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Like they are so impoverished. And then everything that goes into the farming and all that sort of stuff, they get none of it. It goes to the elites and then the people who are like just one rung below the elites who run the farms, and then they get nothing. There's fucking cannibalization over there. Fucking people just go missing. It is it is crazy and a very interesting, unnerving, unsettling listen. I saw this photo. I just sent it into the WhatsApp group, but it's the map of how you actually have to defect from North Korea to get to China. And these things, they're like right next to each other, but you have to go like around the whole other side of the country and come from, and even like go into Mongolia just to get from Correct. North Korea to China. Yeah, so that to walk through, that to go through Mongolia. Yeah. And then also the chick was saying like she couldn't, her and her mum escaped and they were like, they couldn't even tell the dad. Because they were like, if you tell him and he, if it c- turns out that he knew they were escaping, the way they do it is they basically wipe out like eight eight generations are punished for the transgression of one person. Eight? Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean like, it wasn't like we've got to kill eight. It's about eight generations are punished, but they end up killing them all. But so it's like for one person who fucked up, she was saying there were like 35,000 people who were killed because of these tangent tangential Tangential links? I don't know if that's a word. But like removed, cousins, fucking married into the family, like all these things who were related to just like, they didn't even realise they were fucking connected. Wiped out because of one person's sort of fuck up. Crazy. Dude, it's crazy. It's fucking mental. Anyway. Anyway. Um, anyway. anyway. That's, uh, that's North Korea for you, everyone. Um, is there anything else Olympics-wise? Did we work out? Oh, well, I don't, was there anything we were waiting for there, D? That you well, I was just going to say... Um, uh, according to Marcel Jacobs, he severed ties with his trainer as soon as he heard that the doping was going on, which I believe was maybe in March or something like that. But then after he won the race, um, his coach made all these posts on Instagram saying how it was basically all his doing. Um, he The, the he nutrition did, coach? Yeah, so the nutrition coach, Giacomo Spazzini, um, he came out on social media and in the Italian media saying, um, basically taking credit for the win. He goes, when they first met, Jacobs didn't eat properly and allowed himself too many cheats. Um, and then he says, we taught him the power and the discipline that gave him the results. And I'm proud to be part of this transformation with my company. Sure. Sure. Um, I'd say that, you know, there might be more to come. But again, if he wasn't tested. Well, it says, it says he's been tested 20 times in the last calendar year, including five times in Tokyo. 
but he wasn't. So they've obviously got different tiers of how often they test people. Yeah. And they had a group of, I think, 11, yeah, 11 sprinters for the 100 meters who were going to be like the favorites. And he wasn't in that top 11. He was in the second tier. So he didn't get tested as often. As often. As okay. other ones, yeah. That clears that up. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Watch this space. Good Dioring, D. Nice, buddy. Cheers, uh, should we dribble? All right, let's dribble. I'm fucking sick of these Americans beating us on these fucking sports. I got an idea. How about we get five match test series against the US and we get Patty Cummins, Mitchell Stark, Hazelwood, Smithy, just to beat the living fucking piss out of America? Can we get that sorted? Let us know your thoughts. Let's go, boys. Dribble out. I think I think this dribble is obviously off the back of the Yanks beating the Boomers in the basketball. And then did Kevin Durant and fucking Draymond Green, like, were they, like, bragging about it? Like, going, there's no one fucking near us or something in the media? Like, they just seem like the most obnoxious pricks. Well, that doesn't surprise me. No, I know. But you just, like, yank mentality is to be an obnoxious asshole as opposed to, like, winning. I think Draymond Green was, like, he was saying how, you know, everyone keeps saying that the world's catching up with the USA. They ain't. It's like... Cool. Cool, dude. Relax. Yeah. I mean, how do you go at cricket, bro? Yeah, that's to that man's point. Yeah, let's have fucking Paddy Cummins bowling beamers at your head. See how you go. See how you go. See how you go. Look, but to be honest, I think the Yanks probably get off more on a mauling like that, whereas as a nation, I think Australians want good, hard, honest test cricket, and I'd prefer to watch that than (laughs) fucking... Yeah, look, I mean... I don't get a whole lot out of beating the piss out of someone unless it's state of origin. Yeah, or manly. Or manly. Like, but on the international stage, I want a, a good, honest, hard, true contest. Especially in a game of cricket where it's over fucking quick if you don't get good on. But also, like, I, I mean, will will I say no to a 5 0 whitewash in the Ashes this year? I don't think so. Joffre Archer out, spewing. Is he? Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's out. Oh, they're fucking no chance then. I like Joffre versus Yeah, Steph. same. Yeah, that was but fun. also, Joffre on Australian wickets is... That's like... He, that, he is almost their Australian bowler for oh, Australian that's, conditions. That's annoying. Yeah. Oh, they're fucked. They're fucked, you would think. Unless they've got anyone else we don't know about. But Joff... How's he out for that long? His, it's his elbow, which... I don't know if you've been following too much. It's been injured for a long time. And there was a period, it might have been around last Ashes, where I remember them talking heaps about how... His schedule was just so overloaded. Like he was going back to back, like one day is going into IPL, coming into test series. And they were saying how for such a young bowler, like they're going to overwork him and basically make his injuries worse. There you go. Exactly what's happened. Palms desperate for wins. Palms don't know how to man manage. We've always said it. Always said it. He was just too young and too hot. They were just like, let's get this dude playing. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's, that's the fucking, that's the palm approach. Yeah, it is. Let's just bury our only good bowler. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Anderson's 70, but I mean, he's still all right. Yeah, I don't think he does well in Australia, though, Jimmy, historically. That could be wrong. That could just be vibe. Uh, let's move on. Fuck the pump. Boys, Tom, Eddie, Dior, just found out a literal fucking plumber has won a medal at the Tokyo Olympics. Australian boxing is alive and well. A literal fucking plumber from Melbourne winning bronze medal at the Olympics. How good. Australian boxing forever. Queensland never. Yeah, it's a good point. I feel like we probably owe Harry Gearside, I think is his name. Garside. Garside. We owe him probably a bit of an apology. You haven't really covered the uh, the journey of the plumber during the Olympics. 
I'll tell you what, Australian boxing alive, but I think more than that, Australian plumbing is alive. Australian plumbing's alive and well. We've said before, like, you know, there's probably quite a few listeners out there that think we're joking when we're saying that Australian plumbers box and usually get big fights against big names. We're not joking. No. There's a lot of truth in it. And now you're starting to see that we're not talking shit. Harry Garside's a plumber and he got bronze and he had a good fucking crack at the best amateur boxer on the planet who beat him. You know, wasn't comprehensive, but he beat him pretty well. But he had a fucking crack. Yeah, he got in there and he and he ripped and he teared. And what was his quote, Dave? Can you find Harry's quote after he lost that fight? After he lost, yeah. so it was basically just like Australians just have a fucking crack, and that's what I did. And you're like, yeah, dude, that's just a plumber out there having a crack, just a plumber's a, crack, it, having a plumber's crack. And I got to, I got to respect the fuck out of that. And walking away with bronze, no easy feat, no. particularly when you're. You're plumbing most of your life. Well, there must be something, though. Like, you know how uh, Jamaicans, something about Jamaicans, it's in their DNA that they are good sprinters. There's something about the plumber that makes them good boxers, or at least all right boxers. Well, uh, <laughs> they're never world-class. You don't see a world-class plumbing boxer. You know what, though? But you see you, you decent know what? plumbing boxes. Yeah, but like third at the Olympics, it's, get, it's verging on world-class. Well, it is, but it's... It, uh, what uh, is what we're you're seeing, right. That's not the correct thing. But I'm just the Olympic boxers at the Olympics aren't the best boxers in the world. Not yet, because they usually start amateur and then yeah. go pro. Are we maybe seeing Tom the professionalizing of the plumber? They started amateur. They started in fucking RSLs. They started getting short balls, fucking massive pay per view fights because no one else was For, against former rugby league players. And they're like, all right. I mean, this started off as a joke, but we're going to start taking this fucking seriously now. We're going to plumb and we're going to box our dicks off. Yeah. And we're going to start bringing home medals and maybe world titles. Plumb by day, box by night. Maybe that's what's next. Maybe that's what's next. I can't wait to see a plumber up there with like a wrench and a gold medal around his neck. Or a wrench and a world title. A wrench and a PVC pipe and a world title. (laughs) I don't think that's far away. With a plumber's crack. Harry's, Harry's given us a bit of belief. He's certainly the best performed plumber in Australian boxing history in the last, or in recent boxing history. The Boxing Plumbers Union must be licking their lips, bro. They're like, yeah. we are, we've got a winner here. We've got a fucking winner. Did you, have you found anything, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he the said, PBU. he goes, uh, well, he said, it's crazy here. It hasn't really sunk in. I did this for Australia, and I know Australia's proud of me that I got Fuck us, we are. He said, I felt outclassed a little bit, but I had a red hot crack, mate. That's all Australians do. We have a red hot dip. We do have a red hot dip. He's fucking right. Love Harry. I love um, Harry. There was also, I'm just trying to find Liam Adams, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he uh, was a Sparky. Yeah, Sparky who ran, who the ran marathon. 24th in the marathon. Yeah. Love that. And like dude. wasn't even in the top 200 coming into this or anything. Like barely, he missed out the qualification in the Australian race and like traveled to different marathons all over the world to try qualify one of those. Came 24th at the Olympics. Out of fucking probably 80-odd. I tried to count the other day and fucking ran out of puff, but it's around 80 compared to this. So is it, is it TAFE where you learn to plumb and spark? Or is yes, it, you do. So well, you I mean, have to go to TAFE. You have to go to TAFE. So, yeah. I mean, is there something in the TAFEs that we're not even aware of where there's, you know, a side, a side thing of TAFE or a class you take in TAFE of, like, you know, having a dip for your nation, 101? Maybe there is a class. Maybe that's fucking a class every semester, how to have a dip, 101. Because you've got to have a dip. Have a crack, have a dip for your nation, 101. 101. Because I tell you what, if that class exists, they're rolling out champions. Would you say that 
well, maybe dip is 101 and then crack is 102. That's not a bad point, Dave. Yep. Yeah. If yep. you haven't, you've got to learn to have... And then rip have is one and 103 and, and tear one. is 104. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I'm with you. That makes a lot of sense. Rip is one, tear is one, and then rip and tear is the final unit. Because mm. you got to learn to rip and tear. Well, you got to bring it all together. together. You got to put it all together. Yeah. yeah, and that's the practical. Yeah, so that's what. <laughs> that's like. Uh, so what? What is that course? Is that? Is that? Uh, it's a TAFE course, obviously, that we can take. Just doing your nation proud. Doing the country proud. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's a working title. Yeah, it's a working <laughs> title. We'll work on it. We'll work on it for sure. Uh, or we won't. Let's move on. <laughs> Probably won't. Probably won't. Tom, Eddie, Dior. Hunters and dribblers, it's the stats man. Back I have again. to say, I'm really enjoying the 2021 Hello Sport podcast cap. Uh, and I'd like to make a suggestion for the 2022 variety, basically keeping the same design with just a couple of variations. Uh, change the black corduroy cap to a dark blue corduroy cap. And instead of the white lettering, which says punters and dribblers, Change that instead to some gold lettering that says five billion years. Be soon. Yep. Don't hate it. Look, that might be... That's not going to be 2022 membership. No, but it'll certainly might be... But one it could be a our, spin-off. It could be one for our Parramatta fans. Well, look, I think it'd be a nice thing to gift a Parramatta fan mm. or gift yourself if you are a Parramatta fan. Just yep. a gentle reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a gentle reminder. Don't mind it though, stats man. Good to hear your voice. Don't hate it. But again, won't be a membership. No, no, no. 2022 hat's going to be dope as fuck though. G'day boys. Tom and Eddie, D or Dave. It's um, Dot Point Dribbler here. Welcome back. Um, just off the back of a um, a bad loss for my chooks to the, to the Penny Panthers. Um, and yeah, just been conversing with um, Danny Exotic. So you guys might know Danny Exotic of, you know, all right, Bender fame, but I know him as... Um, former neighbour slash would take his footy home when I was beating him on the neighbour's uh, lawn slash dad is actually my mechanic fame. Um, and yeah, he was being quite mean to me as, as the footy game progressed. I said to him, um, if Panthers do go on to win this game and um, you message me, I'm actually going to reach out to, to one of your sisters to see how she's going. Um, and he did exactly that. He messaged me, sent me a couple of voice messages. So I reached out to one of his sisters that I haven't um, seen in a long time. Um, so, and we're conversing now. So my question is to you boys, where do you reckon I should take Danny Exotic's uh, sister on our first date? We'd love to uh, hear, your, hear your thoughts, boys. Cheers. Uh, Rackin' red, white, and blue soon. Bye. <laughs> oh, God. Where she want to go? I don't know. Have Maybe ask her. her. Maybe ask her and see where she wants Look, to I'd go. Look, I'd take her somewhere really nice. Maybe some nice Italian Yeah, food. well, I mean, it's kind of difficult in lockdown, though. That would be my concern. Of course. So you're probably going to have to go somewhere where you can, like a park is sort of as cool as you can do it. Maybe... And you can't. You can only go if you're if you're a riff fella. You can only go ten k. So maybe it's a three sisters vibe in the Blue Mountains, somewhere with a view, a lookout. That would you know be further I mean? than ten k's. That'd be well, there. You go. So you're fucked either way. You can't even go to the three sisters. No. Now you're in trouble. What about the Nepean? Is there something nice there? Is there a river you can look at? Might be a nice look. Maybe the banks nice of the Nepean. Maybe a nice river date. I don't know. Get some takeaway tie. Nip down to the river. I mean, I don't know about takeaway tie on the river. I don't. Well, I'm just. I'm trying to. What do you think then? I don't know. Maybe take like a chico roll, a cheese board, a cheese board on the banks of the Nepean. Maybe is it? Can you? How fast the Nepean run? Could you get a canoe out there and just sort of float? 
I'm sure you could. Well, I mean, I'd, maybe I'd, not a canoe. Even get something a bit bigger and sturdier. You don't want to be capsizing in a pan, Eddie. Always said that. Well, you can get the little, you can get the little uh, safety things off the side of them so they don't tip. You seen those? Oh, really yeah, yeah, like stuff. the bumper bars for canoes. They're like they're like training wheels on a bike, yeah, but yeah, for canoes, but for so canoes. they don't flip for people that don't know how to row. Don't know how to do. But yeah, you'd want a sort of a boat with like some space for a, a cheese board, though. You know, a bottle of wine. But again, ask her because she may not want to go with you now that she knows that you've called the podcast. So shout out to Danny Exotic's sister. I hope you're well. Uh, look, the dot point dribble seems like a good guy from what we know, though. Look. If he's a good a bloke in person as he is at dot pointing, then I think you're onto a winner. Yeah. I'd and, say that. you know, to Danny, who's gone quiet and has done zero Matty Nabes for us this year. Well, he doesn't do much work. He can't do much work in lockdown, right? He usually has all the boys over. He rips and he tears. Yeah, but he doesn't do any more Matty Nabes vids. You know he what doesn't. I mean? So once they get the baggy green, dude, they just fucking put the feet up. Look, maybe we need to get a couple of years of effort out of them before we start handing them out. We're just giving them out. We're too generous. We're, I mean... They always go quiet when they get a green. They just fucking disappear. Job done. Oh, yeah, cool. I've achieved my dreams. Feet up. Uh, I get it. I get it once you've achieved everything you've ever wanted to achieve in life, but, like, fucking lift. You won't get selected in the 11 at the end of the year. Look, Tom and I have achieved everything there is to achieve in this in this game, and we and we continue to turn up and rip and tear yeah. week after week. Set more day. goals. Rip and tear more. Have we turned this into about us? Maybe. But we, know. but it was needed. It was needed. Let's move on. Yeah. Hello, Tom, Eddie, Dior, Dave, punters, and the dribblers. This one's for your, for you, Dior. In the make of Victoria, where all true legends dwell, you can't hear where it. the champion runs. And we sing a bit as well. That's cutting out. That's cutting out, dude. We're a pack of bastards and we show a bit of Oh, it's stuck. I can't turn it off. No one can defeat us with the mighty Melbourne storm. Sounds like Dave's just called up. Melbourne wins soon. never. Go the boys. That was the worst song I've ever heard. Yeah, that was shit. Who wrote that? Did you call that up? Did you call up, Dave? That was not me, I assure you. Whoever wrote that song is tone deaf. Yeah. And whoever sung it, not far behind. No, well, equally tone deaf or maybe more. Potentially more. Um, But I get a vibe that that was Dave singing that. (laughs) But. Go take your licks. Go take your licks. Got to take your licks. Sorry, boys, just the brisket smoke on Dribbler ringing back. I've calmed down a bit after that game, but uh, I just saw Dave's Instagram story and he got really fucking pissed off and I had this urge. Can you still ask someone to run at you? If it's so, Dave, fucking run at me, bruh. <laughs> because I don't reckon you've played a game of foot in your life and I'd fucking crush you. <laughs> what do you anyway, reckon, boys, Sorry for this rant, but I'm just fucking pissed off. Adam G's a dog. It's a a tempting offer. Unfortunately, due to COVID and COVID alone, I can't really take it up. Uh, Okay, that's all right. I mean, he should count himself lucky for COVID. Oh, yeah, right. I'll give you the fucking hot tip. A manly fan that smokes his own brisket is not a man you want to run at. (laughs) Oh, dude, no way. Always said that. Always said that. That's a deadly combination. Smokes is like a man. If you smoke your own brisket, you're a man. You're right? a man. And if you're a manly man that's smoking brisket, 
You're a fucking you're, you're putting a shots on. Yeah, you get fucking it. oath, mate. You've taken a couple of souls before. We all know yeah. it. Dior, you got no and Dior. Chance, I'm bro. telling you right now. I'm looking at him. He's in no state to have his soul taken. No, you know, crushed. Oh. How'd you get? Like, how'd you go with fucking all your ribs broken? You reckon Dior? <laughs> it would be pretty hard to smoke a bong. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. Woo! Tom, Eddie, dickhead. I mean, Dior, Dave, the Boomers, bronze medal, first time ever. Paddy Mills is the man. Just wanted to get your thoughts. Is he the greatest Australian Olympian ever and also the nicest bloke on the earth? Also, just wanted to say that I am more confident as well about Manly winning the premiership. Melbourne definitely did not win. Manly lost. Cheers. Be soon. Great comment. Great statement. I'd agree with that. I wouldn't agree with Paddy Mills being Australia's greatest Olympian, obviously because he hasn't won enough golds. But... Any... As I said before, he is one of the great Australians living. Yes, and the greatest I'm Australian basketball. I'm, I'm comfortable giving him that. Put up gone. forty points or something. 40, More than 40, 44 yeah. or something. Like he gets he gets all the accolades in that department. But it would be unfair to, off the top of my head, Ariana Titmus and Emma McCann, and Thor, and Thor, Liesl Jones, Kath Dawn. Exactly. I mean, Shervo, the list goes on. Shervo's dick. <laughs> Yana Pittman, Rawlinson Pittman, Sally Ferguson. Is that her name? Sally Pearson. Sally Pearson. Yana Pittman, I don't think she won any golds. No, no, she didn't. She just competed across two Olympics uh, and yeah, she had did. multiple last names. <laughs> Which was always impressive. And confusing. She had more last names than medals, but... I always found it interesting that she put a Pittman after Rawlinson, which was after Pittman originally. So Pittman, Rawlinson, Pittman. Well, she went back to Pittman after being Pittman, Rawlinson, I think. So that's why it's Pittman, Rawlinson, Pittman. I think she went Yana Pittman, Yana Rawlinson, Yana Pittman. She's now a doctor, by the way. So... Shout out to Pippen she's an impressive Rolls woman. Yeah, she is, she and she's is. also an ex world. She's a, she was a world champion. Yeah, in hurdles. Find a bit of hurdles. Fuck that. Not what she did. Just the, the hurdles. Four hundred meters already hard. Putting hurdles in there. Can you please Google Dave? How high is male hurdles? Because they're fucking high. They're don't, really high. Don't they get higher as the race go on? No, that's okay. ridiculous. <laughs> you got a high jump the last one. Sense. Um. Uh, is this about to say? They're fucking high. Mm. I reckon they're half a metre higher than the women's. That's sexist. No, I'm just saying they no, are. I'm just, I'm just saying it's sexist that they are. Um, hurdles are between 68 and 107 centimetres in height. So you'd assume for the men's it'd be the higher end of that. So just over a metre. So, so 68 to 107 is the difference. But is, is that so women's 68, men's 107? Yeah. And I assume like... The more professional you are, the higher it gets as well. Do you like, have – what about if you were to Google Olympic yeah. hurdles height? Man. Man. I'm about to come over there and fucking stomp your Melbourne ass, Dave. You're coming here with fucking well, – 1.067 metres, which is go. pretty much 107, which is what I just and said. And what are the yeah. women's? But you said 68 to, to 107. You didn't say men this, women this. You said hurdles are between 68 and 107 centimetres. And I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't fucking help. Um, but now we have. Yes. Well, men is that. <laughs> women. Like women, it's giving that um, 68 to 107. That's the only thing I can find for that. Uh, height of 83.8 centimeters. 83. There you go. 83 is still high. 
but it's not as high. 20, what, 25 centimetres? 107 is, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to work out whether 100, like how high would that table be? A metre? Nah. Which, that table? Like the table, no, the table you're at. No, not this yes, one. Yeah. Um, would that be a metre? Nah, I don't reckon. Oh. I'm trying to measure it against me, but I don't know where a metre is. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon that could be a metre. I reckon it's not even. I reckon a metre could be a bit more. Metre's higher than that, bro. I'm telling you right now. We like at school we didn't do Olympic size hurdles. I hope not. But they're fucking high. Yeah, I don't have the like leg flexibility to get over much, let alone an Olympic. They're size high. They're way higher than that. Sweet. All right. Impressive. Very impressive. Shout out to Yana Pittman, Rollins and Pittman. Um, let's move on. Take your fucking leaks, boys. Fuck manly, manly never, Melbourne always. Pappenhausen forever. Tom Osnett forever. Fuck <laughs> it. Up the fucking hoop. Fuck you, bloke. <laughs> we'll take yeah, that as a lick. Yeah, we'll take that as a lick. Up the hoof. I liked I heard <laughs> there in the background. That was nice. Fuck <laughs> the uh, G'day, boys. It's the Australian Dolphins dribbler. Uh, I am long-time dribbler, first-time caller. Um family of identity crisis fame, South Australian, living in South Australia, I'm an idiot and I said that, uh, but also go for a Victorian football side and then listen to you boys dribble about Manly, so don't really know where I'm going with this anyway, other than the fact that I'm a fucking mess and it's late, uh, but want to know if there is anyone that has been more robbed of a corpy slash sponsorship deal after an Olympics than Kaylee McEwen, as she was in an article this morning uh, in The Australian. It was not mentioned. It was, you know, Arnie and it was Emma McKeon and the rest of them about, and Peter Boll about getting, you know, sponsorships. And I just thought, you know what? The girl from Kombucha needs a deal. I don't really care. She could be selling kombucha. There's, there's synergy there. That's, that's, that's perfect. Anyway, um, keeping under the 90s. So, fuck, I've gone over. Fuck. Anyway, see you, boys. Do you reckon kombucha kombucha is just like uh, dip spit? You know, like that fucking tobacco, chewy tobacco. Like a... <laughs> is that what kombucha is to kombucha? Yeah, that's what com- kombucha kombucha is. Oh, He's chewing tobacco. Yeah, chewing yeah, tobacco yeah. spit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's their that's, that's their the, version of kombucha. Yeah, 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 with you, with you, Those two words are, blow, are very hard to say. They are very hard to say. I think so. Uh, Kelly McEwen not she, getting. Well, action. I mean, but I'm sure she'll have a fucking sponsorship when she gets back, right? I'm sure she will. But you know, I can also see how these the people that like that they named are probably bigger. Peter Bowl, even though Peter Bowl didn't get gold, he captivated the nation more, funnily enough, rightly or wrongly. Well, and I think did. maybe that, that uh, she also was maybe victim to a serious metal haul in the pool, just like across the board. Like she's got – like if you're looking for swimmers, you're paying fucking Titmus and McCann mm. the most. Yeah, she's not first in that world, whereas Peter Bowl with one of the great names all time – in the first 800 meter final in a long time, yeah, he he stole the light in a quieter week. Yes, if that makes sense. Yep. 
from a metal perspective. But look, Kaylee will get her fucking dues, baby. She'll Don't worry about shine. that. She'll get her dues. She's rough and ready and fucking ready to rip. Yeah, fuck yeah. Caboolture gal. Love that. I mean, there's plenty of sponsors lining up for that sort of talent. Corpies will be done. That's for sure. Let's move on. Just started a podcast called Fuck Yeah with Kaylee McEwen. That'd rip. Mm-hmm. It'd tear too, Tom. Oh, fuck yeah, it would. Tom, Eddie, Dior. Tommy, I was just listening to the most recent podcast. Heard you starting up a 12-week challenge. I'd like to congratulate you, mate. I've just finished my third ever 12-week challenge. Shout out to Ultimate Performance Fitness Nutrition. Did he say third ever? Lost 13.4 Australian kilograms. Wow. So fucking Yahoo for me. Uh, that Good was yesterday work. at the final weigh-in before smashing out a pack of tips. And a bacon egg muffin and half a carton of bloke beer. But one needs to celebrate when such an accomplishment has been done. So, cheers to you, bro. You'll get it done. Smash it. Fuck yeah. Thanks, bro. 13. 13 kilos. That's fucking impressive. That's encouraging for me. That makes me feel better. 13 kilos is a shitload of weight. That's fucking impressive. 13.4 is a shitload of weight. Mm. It's doable, bro. It is. Can you, keep, can you keep that one starred, please, Dave? Mm-hmm. Um, 13 kilos of fuckload of weight. I just hope that if I, or when I lose it all, that I don't just look like a deflated balloon, that I look like svelte and fucking, you know what I mean? A, 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 you, will you keep, pu- you're going to push the whole 12 weeks? Like even if you lose the 10 in, the, in fucking six weeks? Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Like I feel like I've just got to have a crack. Got to have a crack. I've, I've never had a crack. No. Nah. Australians have a dip. You know you got to have a dip. You got to have a dip. That's what we're hearing. That's what we're hearing. If you're an Aussie, you've got to have a dip. You've got to have a dip. you just got to have a fucking dip. And so, you haven't had a dip in a while. I haven't had a dip in a long, long while. Did some boxing on fucking Friday. Ba, 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 da, ba, da. Time to dip. Time to dip. Let's rip. G'day, Tom and Eddie. Uh, Dee or Dave. Punters and dribblers. Got a bit of a um, skill question here for you, fellas. Um, now, if you were picking who to win in this fight... Um, you got Daly Cherry Evans and uh, Nathan Cleary, but Makachi Cherry Evans has only his neck as a weapon versus Cleary, who has only his chin as a weapon. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on um, who wins that fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, uh, be soon and um, Storm gifted wins never again. Fuck the Storm, mainly always. Eddie, I'd like to draw the uh, punter and dribbler's attention to uh, National Geographic videos of giraffes fighting. You've seen that? I know you I have. have. First time I saw that, it, it changed my perception of giraffes in general, just the uh, the gentle giant um, Not so gentle. of the savannah, I think. Mm. Um, sure, Cleary's got a chin on him, which he does, low to the ground, much like a truck that can, like, pick shit up. Have you seen a, a giraffe fight? They stand next to each other and they swing their fucking necks down and just smash each other. So I feel like... I, I tell you what happens. Him. I tell you what happens to that chin. It becomes pulverised. Correct. You know, you like, you know when you pulverise something with a fucking... With one of those pestle and mortars. Pestle and mortars. It's, that's what's going to happen to it. Yeah. It's going to be fucking pulverised into dust. Yeah. 
You can have chin dust. Yeah, that's it. You can sprinkle on meals if you want. Or it'd be Cherry will put it on his meal. Cherry will. Crumble it up and then put it onto a fucking acai bowl or whatever they're called. Yeah, he's a big, he's an, an acai bowl or an acai. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? Maybe avocado and toast sprinkle with a bit of fucking cleary chin, baby. Yep. So Breakfast of champions. In answer your question, Daly wins that comfortably. It's not even close. No, it's not. It's not even close. Not even. Uh, stupid question. Dumb question. Embarrassing question. Let's move on. Is this in the sheds? Must be. Or it's like someone just put their phone to the computer and playing the video. Yeah. No one can defeat, I swear, the mighty Melbourne Storm. God, they have one of the words. A lot more points, but the rank of full time bell. We're after a bunch of okay, bastards yeah, and we show a bit of form. Yeah! Called Dave's bluff there in the uh, Mate, I've been in the mine. sheds within the huddle singing that song with the boys. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He called your bluff. He called my bluff. I called his, he called mine. He fucked me. Yeah. That was a that was a licking for both of us. Then I got licked twice as much because I tried to call Dave out there. He did. Um, it didn't work. No, nah, it didn't work. Didn't work at all. Didn't work. Didn't work. That was a tough one to take. Um, well, I remember once, I'm pretty sure it was Manly when I was ball boy and what they used to do, and I, heaps of clubs do it now when they win a rivalry game, but you just leave all the doors of the sheds open when you sing the team song. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Team, yeah. And the coaches in the fucking, the opposition coaches in the presser and then you yeah. just hear it, the team singing over him. Yeah. That's good shit. That happens to Parramatta a lot, actually. Uh, thank you so much for that lick. Let's move on. <laughs> so this is not the winning team song but this is like the, the theme song of Melbourne Storm that they play at the ground after we win games which is oh, okay. awful but I'm not Worth, changing no, it, so. no, no, it's right. Listen to it. Storm fans have a real audio problem, don't they? They do, yeah. They can't seem to get a fucking good recording going, um, which is, you know. Don't use a Nokia 3350. Yeah, hey, you ever heard of a fucking, you ever heard of the digital age, bro? You heard of downloading the audio? Just email us the fucking MP3 file. What are we doing? How much long does this go for, Dave? Not much, like 20 seconds or something. <laughs> I think there's only one more chorus. Storm from Melbourne Town will blow the Yeah, you sing it because others are coming. We are the storm and we're number one. Keep going, Dave. We can't hear what they're saying. Blow the others off the ground. We are the storm and we're number one. It's true. The song (laughs) speaks true. Fuck me. Okay, Dave, you fuck. If Melbourne Manly in the grand final, we're doing a live stream for it, Dave, and you're with us and you have to sign a waiver beforehand that anything that happens to you on that live stream is fine. We'll pay you danger pay. 
It's like a, like when you go like bungee jumping or skydiving. Yeah, you have to sign a waiver. Yeah, or if yeah, you yeah. go and like diving for abalone off the fucking South Australian coast where just great whites are just ripping. Ripping. Mm. We're great whites. So, yeah. All right. Last one, but it's three dribbles and I haven't listened to any yet because it came through at 1 a.m. this morning. It's all right. We'll give it a go. Yeah. Tom, Eddie, Dior. This is Dubbo Sims Dribbler here. You already took Matt Burton and Isaiah Yo from us. Why can't we win without Nathan Cleary? To his new soon. Okay. Okay. Let's just go through them. G'day, uh, Tom, Eddie, Dior. This is the Gilbert Dribbler here. Yeah, I'm, uh, I can't really support the Sunwolves anymore because I've been booted from uh, Super Rugby. But I've been following the Gold Coast Titans and we uh, we won tonight, so we'll, we'll be lucky to get 10th. And it was just after that the Mighty Titans won that my vape ran out. So I just like to think that the life spirit from my vape went to the Titans. So, um, you know, uh, Titans 10th, 10th place soon. Forex um, Golds always. Two is new, never. Cheers, boys. Sweet. That actually reminded me because he's the Gilbert Super Rugby dribbler. We just didn't even mention that while he's lost the Bledisloe, but that was probably all that needed to be said. We didn't mention that they lost the Bledisloe. I, t- I will say this about the Wallabies losing the Bledisloe. Uh, is it Nia Zorani who's the f- the 10? Lolasio. Lolasio, who missed like fucking the kicks that would have had us in front, right? I didn't watch the game. No, so. I didn't watch it. He missed, he, missed, he missed like two or three penalties. And, and, he, missed, and he missed four conversions. And he missed four conversions. And so... People after the game, like the commentators are going, you know, he's a young player, the pressure was on him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if you are a young player in super rugby and you miss goals, I get it. But if you've been picked for the national side and it's not his first fucking test, he's been playing for a while, like that shit's unforgivable. I'm not saying drop him, but I'm saying don't be like, oh, he's a young player. Like that's not good enough. If you're playing for the fucking Wallabies, in a game at Eden Park, we could have won. Like realistically, those ga- those I feel like the scoreline gives the wrong indication because New Zealand beat the fuck out of us. I didn't watch the whole thing because there was other things. Yeah, on. but what, no, all I'm saying is if he kicks a co- penalties, he kicks the conversions, we win. Then we simple. win. It's just yes, simple exactly, math. Exactly. But um, it seems always the way with those games, like with the the super uh, the the Bledisloe's, where like we'll just get blown out, then we come back, score some tries, but we never actually come. We're never really going to come back and win it. But to miss conversions and penalties that weren't fucking hard, he missed some really easy ones. It's like that's not good enough, bro. You're the best ten and best kicker in the country, apparently. It's like when they were saying it about Reese Hodge last year. And Reese Hodge was there. He was on the bench or he was out there for some. It's like, dude, like, if you're the kicker, on. if you're saying you can kick, then kick the fucking thing. If it's the best in the country, the kicking tee dribbler, where, where were you, bro? I'd like to hear from you. You need to help us make sense of this shit. Why did he miss him? More answers than questions at this point. No, more questions than answers, rather. Now, kicking tee dribbler, get off your fucking ass and get it done because we need answers quick. Yep. Because from where I'm sitting, that was an opportunity to miss to win at Eden Park since the 80s. Yep. Anyway. We did score some more out tries. Shout out to Andrew Kellaway, Scott's boy, scored a try. On, yeah, first try. First try for Love the Wallabies. Uh, let's move on. Last one. Yeah, g'day, boys. It's the Gilbert dribble back. That was a horrible dribble. I'm just going to have to take my legs. So just 
Just give me a U.S. boys. Sorry about that. Luckily for him, I don't even know what he said. Yeah, I don't. And we basically just used your name to talk about the Wallabies. Yeah, and quite frankly, I don't really care. No. So, you know, you get off Scott Free this time. Yeah, you're actually lucky. You're lucky. Snuck out of that one. Not a bad potty, Tom. Oh, look, I'm happy with it, Eddie. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that episode. I think we did well. I think we all did well. I think we all pulled together as a team. I think we did. It was teamwork. Yep. Dave came in. He Dave licked us. Dave licked it. Dave licked us yeah. good but today. To your credit, you guys are very gracious and very tolerant sitting there amongst all memorabilia that is no doubt eating away at your soul. Yeah, you've yeah, got to take your licks. But this looks like a Parramatta yeah, scarf. Yeah, I've been thinking that's that the whole time. not the first time someone said that to me. That looks so like you, a Parramatta scarf. That's a bad omen for you, dude. That's yeah. probably the oldest bit of store merch I have. Bad omen. like... That's a bad omen, dude. I feel okay sitting amongst this Storm memorabilia because I know we're in the comp. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. So I'm okay. Yeah. The Storm tissues, though, is a real nice touch. That's as dribbly as it gets. Have you read this Cameron Smith, The Storm Within book? No, I haven't. That was over here. That is I'm surprised you haven't, well, considering I'm, your own Storm tower Because he's tissues. a Storm fan, but I don't see Dave as a sports autobiography reader. Dave's more like a, you know, what's the... Antifa. Yeah. The, co- the Communist Manifesto. Thank you. Of which there is actually hell. a copy right next to my bed. There you um, go. Of course there but, is. But, yeah, don't really have the patience for reading. Of course there is a copy of the Communist Manifesto next to <laughs> I actually, I, didn't, I haven't picked it up in a while, but I saw it there the other day and I'm like, that's pretty funny. That's that is so funny there. that that's sitting there. Uh, <laughs> the Communist Oh, that's good shit. Um, sick. All right. Uh, that's us, I think. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs> 